That was my wife, Pia, coming in and apologizing where you don't have to ever have to apologize for coming into the house. By the way, you can see Pia, right? What? Damn it. Weird. I don't know what's up with you today. Just trying to prank me all day long. <laughs> Ghost wife. <laughs> everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And on this episode of Sneaky Dragon, we're going back in time. Oh, okay. Back to the future style? Back five minutes ago. We have to uh, avoid our mothers trying to have sex with us? <laughs> back five. That sounds strange. Yeah. Here's the weird thing about Back to the Future is that I just I was in a bookstore the other day and they have a kid's version of Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, they really avoid that part. Mm. You know, and then they avoid uh, the the attempted sexual assault at the end by Biff. Uh, on whom? On the mom. Oh, because that's when the dad stands up for her. Oh, okay. And uh, punches him, and uh, that's like yay. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you make this all into a kid's book? And no way. Do you have the Libyans? Like, <laughs> do you have Doc being shot? Like, there's so many elements of it that, like, in yeah. no way is this a kid's book. But they made it into a kid's book, so good for them. And it was right next to an X Files book, so you know it's fine. I guess it's all uh, it's all property, like licensed properties that we can. Yeah, it's strange that like I think in the later movies and TV shows, when it was a cartoon or whatever, they just tried to make you know Biff a little bit more of a lovable loser. Okay, and I was like, no, he's not. He's a monster. Yeah, he is a horrible monster. Watch the first. Watch the first one. He's a horrible monster. Yeah. But I guess you can change his character so he's not a horrible monster. I guess you can. That's the fun with time travel. <laughs> Everything's time travel. Again, we're not going to talk about uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, but if you want to hear what we thought about it, well, we've got an upcoming uh, episode of our new series, Fansplainers, where yep. we're going to be talking about it. If you check in on it right now, you'll be hearing us talk about uh, Shazam. But yes. both uh, my wife and I are separately working on time travel stories right now mm. about completely other unrelated things. Yeah. Yep. I'm hoping... I've got a pitch going with DC. I'm liking this new thing that they're doing where they're kind of mixing genres and trying different stuff. So I have this idea of like Shazam has come back from like this sort of intergalactic war and he gets in trouble in this small town and I'm going to call it Shazambo. Okay. So I think that'll be good. I like it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Does it cross over with Dumbo in any way? (laughs) That would be Shazambo. Shazambo. Oh, I see Shazambo in a second. (laughs) That sounds great. Yes, that's the... that's uh, what would he, that would be, uh, Captain Elephant Junior. I'm trying to think when uh, Gomer Pyle was. Uh, oh, know, this is Gom- a reference Piling. to a to a letter we or a comment we got. Oh, is this right? Okay, well, yeah. uh, fill me in on that. Sorry about okay. that. Uh, when he would say Shazam, yes, was Captain Marvel being published at that time, or had DC already sued it out of existence? I would say out of existence because Gomer Pyle, if no. I might be wrong, but it was in color. Well, originally Gomer Pyle would say Shazam, but he was on. Um, oh, was he on the Andy Griffith show? Andy Griffith show. It's a spinoff okay. of that. But then once again, the Andy Griffith show would be. And I believe early... Gomer Pyle went from black and white to color, but. I'm oh, okay, not, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I've only ever seen it. The one time I ever saw it, it was color. Okay. I'm now actually looking up when Gomer Pyle uh, was on the air because, again, why not start off the episode with a reference (laughs) that will alienate everyone? Uh, It appeared in 1962. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I'd say like uh, it was uh, it was it was already gone. Yeah, by that point. point, But but apparently it lived on as a cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. For, now, because it was very popular. Well, here's my qu- here's published. my second question follow up. 
Okay. How uh, how is there like a music app called Shazam? How is that uh, allowed? Because it's definitely a made up word. <laughs> yeah. But is it because uh, like the Gomer Piles and whatever were allowed to use it that it's like, well, you didn't stop that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Shazam is uh, fine. But like it's it's definitely a copyrighted character's name now. How does Shazam, like the music app, uh, exist with the mm-hmm. same name? Yeah. That's a you kind of an app called Batman. Can't do that, right? <laughs> to judge different bats. I wonder. That would be good for you for baseball. I wonder if Captain Marvel, went, if it fell out of copyright at some point. Like if it fell out of, like it wasn't proper. Well, it wouldn't have fallen out of copyright because it would have been well, within, the name, within the lifespan. Well, the name Captain Marvel was uh, did because then as we spoke on our you know, first episode of uh, Fansplainers, where we yeah. talked about the movie Captain Marvel. Yeah. The reason you've got that is because uh, it, it was, like, available, and mm. various people uh, took the name Captain Marvel for their own usage. Yeah. Until Marvel kind of got the, locked it all down. Hmm. Okay. There we go. We we solved nothing. <laughs> we, we, except we, made our except own we very successfully got a plug for uh, for fans planers yeah. right off yeah. right off the top. Couple times. Why don't we Why don't we like keep, really keep this beat going and oh, uh, and, uh, and and do your uh, other podcast? So uh, everyone, uh, speaking if, of music, speaking of music, 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 I have a music podcast with uh, my daughter Mary called Stinky Dragon Listening Party. It comes out every second Wednesday. Alternating with fansplainers now. Oh, is that how it goes? Yeah. So every hump day, we give you a little something. <laughs> a little something day. Uh, we, um, yeah, so the next one will be out this coming Wednesday. No, this coming Thursday. And the last one. Let's be honest. The last one was novelty songs. Yes, and this will be the second side of that of that uh, oh, uh, collection. Okay. Will this be your Goofy Greats? This is my, well, I certainly am influenced by Goofy Greats. Something we talked about on the show, mm-hmm. uh, how much what how much Goofy Greats meant to me as a very as a kind of a speaking of touchstones. Now, why, as a touchstone. why my eyes have widened here is yeah. because I can see trouble a brewing. Okay, uh, there is a cat that is behind you that mm-hmm. is like giving you the eye from the window. All right, it is a neighborhood cat. Oh, once my cat sees this cat, yeah. There's going to be howling like you've never heard before. <laughs> There's going to be a. a I'm looking forward it's to It's going to be like two sirens just going well, off. So everyone, I'm just warning you. Hear a cat howl, take a drink. There you That's go. That's my. Because uh, we advice. no longer have the siren. That's right. Yeah, this guy is now like uh, giving me the big uh, meows, like I'm going to let him in. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to. You're a neighbor cat. Oh, and now he's jumped down. Oh. So now we're. Michigan I don't even know. Jay Froggy. I don't even. So think... it looks like I'm full. Yeah, of I think lies. you're. I think you're full of it. Ugh. I turn to look, everyone. This Ian, is so ha- much. What, have you have you met my cat Harvey? Uh, this is so much what my childhood was like, but with other <laughs> hallucinations that I had, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, we're so more novelty songs this this week. Yep, yep. The second them? second side of that. Uh, obviously, the CDs don't have sides, but when I when I planned out the the CDs, I made sides because I think that's the most optimal way to plan a, an album. I do enjoy some novelty songs, so I may be uh, giving that a, a listen a little bit later on. Probably cool. doing some gardening, because we've been doing some gardening around here. Nice, And nice. Uh, Yeah. Been weeding, which seems like uh, an impossible task, that like you start and just go, well, it's it's infinite weeds. <laughs> yes. What's the point? And you let one go, and yeah. it's all going to be, bah, mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah. You know, though it's very hard to complain because I get to have a garden. And so, you know, that is a nice thing. But, oh, boy. Oh, boy. And there's so many thorns. Oh, it's ridiculous. (laughs) The people that lived here before us just, like, grew thorns. That's what they wanted to grow. Okay. Nothing but thorns. So, uh, 
Roses. Mal- uh, Maleficent lived here before. Yeah, Maleficent did, yeah. and uh, and we thought that she was bad, but then we saw the film and realized, no, wait, she's wait, she's, she's okay. She's, misunderstood. She's everyone's misunderstood. She, she had a bad bad turn. But yeah. coincidentally, anyone well, that you grew up thinking was good, say a Columbus, yeah, they're horrible. They're a monster. It turns out they're bad. So yeah. everyone's a flip yeah. flop. Yeah. So you know, you're gonna watch a movie about say an Abraham Lincoln and just go, mm-hmm. go boy. <laughs> Oh man, that Can't guy! Can't believe it. That's right. But if it's a, a straight-out villain, yeah, uh, then it's going to be fine. So if it's like uh, Bizarro mm-hmm. from Superman, uh, Lex Luthor, uh, they're they're fine. Now. Yeah, Abe Lincoln, unfair to Wood. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he's always oh. chopping it. Did they call him the old? I don't know. Wood, I just wood? that's my that's what's my the image of him. connection with Abe Lincoln and he lived Wood? In, he lived in a log cabin. But I don't know. You see, no, they called him the old rail splitter. That was like one of the things. Okay, well there you go. Him. That's Wood. They called him Honest Abe. Rail splitter's Wood. Okay, rail split is it? Rail a rail is Wood. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking like that kind of rail? For yeah. some reason, I thought it was like working on a rail rail uh, road all the live long day. Yeah. Just to pass the time away. Mm. Which is weird that they did that and didn't get paid. But <laughs> didn't they wait? Oh, they did, did it just well, to I've pass the time away. Well, I've been working on the railroad no. all the long day. Yeah. I've been working on the railroad just to pass the time away. Mm. Now, it's, it feels Ter- like they're... Terrible they're, union. Yeah. Yeah. Just for just for passing time. Yeah. So on and so forth. Worst union ever. Um, I'm going to... Uh, let's see. Just get other plugs out of the way. If, Please do. Uh, if you want to listen to the free version of Talking Simpsons, I'm oh. on that this week. Cool. Um, talking about uh, this, the uh, Simpsons episode, The Last Temptation of Crust, where he uh, becomes a Bill Hicks-type comedian. Mm. So yeah. uh, our friend uh, Bob Mackey does that podcast, podcast and uh, he will uh, be talking to me on it. You will listen to us. We will discuss things with his friend Henry, and we'll go back and forth, and uh, there you go. So if you feel like listening to more of me, you can do that. Okay. And if you want to read stuff that uh, that I've written, uh, my trade for Exorcisters, the comic book, is out as of uh, this week in bookstores and comic stores. Nice. So please... Please pick that up if, if you'd like. It looks like there's one issue left on Amazon, which is nice, I guess. Or they underordered. I don't know how it works. Uh, and we've still got our book Sparks out in stores. And uh, you and I are going to be at VanCaf shortly. Uh, with Nina. You know, with, our, with our friend Nina Matsumoto. Uh, Nina drew the book. I wrote it. You colored it. And we'll be uh, have copies of it there. And we'll be talking about it. Yep. And we've also just got some nice shiny buttons as well. So that's yes, going to be coming middle sparkly. of this month here in Vancouver if you get a chance come and say hi please do all right we'll all be there to uh, say hi back so here was my little and this is one of those things where i'm not sure why i'm annoyed okay. but i'm annoyed <laughs> you're annoyed okay uh i've moved twice in the last little while little i know while, a few years i know you've helped very very much could not have done that without you but in both cases it was a situation where you could have but it wouldn't have been as much fun true it was a situation where uh, I think we've moved into better places as we went along. Okay. But we were forced to uh, move kind of out. Yeah. And um, and in both cases, okay, here's the thing. So uh, the previous one was, uh, it was kind of a renovation situation where they were going to do renovations on the on the place. Yeah. On the, whole, on the whole place. But we got kind of a fake out bit of information that was not quite true. But as soon as we left, they, they renovated the, the place we're in, the apartment, and it's all nice and fancy and nice. Hmm. So all the things that were wrong with it, they fixed okay. and made it great. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things where like they would never have done that while we were there. Mm-hmm. 
even if we'd like, you know, paid a little more, it was like, nope, they, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So then we moved into uh, a, a house that had a lot of problems, like mm-hmm. a lot of problems. It wasn't safe. There was a, lots of things wrong with it. You know, the, 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 you'd open up like a, a, a furnace uh, grate and you'd see like weird styrofoam was inside that was all like charred and weird. Like there was a lot of that nonsense. Like wow. a lot of things were just wrong. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, eventually the insurance company came by, went, Oh no. And, uh, the, uh, they said like, you got to fix all this stuff or, you know, just tear it down, but we're not going to, unless you fix all this stuff, we're not going to insure it at all. And, uh, so they went, well, we got to get you guys to leave. So we got kicked out. Uh, assuming that it was going to be a tear down situation because there was nothing else they could do. They said, we, we can't afford any of this. Well, they ended up selling the place. It turns out we got a call from our, our old next door neighbor today yeah. asking us to please move back <laughs> uh, and saying like, no, they're renting it again. They sold it. Some yeah. new people have taken it over. They've renovated it. It's now great. Yeah. And it's uh, okay. It's all, it's all great. <laughs> so it's just like, this is like two places in a row yeah. where like everything that we had a problem with mm-hmm. and, I, and, and, and don't get me wrong, the place we're staying in now, while crazy expensive is really, really, really nice. Yeah. But both of the places that we lived in before, as soon as we were gone, they fixed all the problems and they became much, much better places to live than yeah. we were in. I'm and sure the I'm sure the rent has gone up in the I'm sure the rent the I'm sure the rent did, yeah. which, you know, again, we would pay a little more money to live like humans, you mm. know? Um sure. and without danger. Yeah. You know, uh the the porch uh was all uh ha- had like a load bearing beam that was like on a cinder block that had been half chewed through that like could collapse at any time. Yeah. It was yeah. like seriously dangerous. Sure. Underneath there was a laundry room where there was like like uh, rats in it and who were leaving their feces in plastic that was like uh, hanging from kind of the roof where you could see the insulation and it, it was it was troublesome but that that's all been nice and fixed and whatever and we would have like probably like been down with oh yeah if you're going to fix it up we could fix it up we'll leave for a bit we'll come back yeah we'll figure something out uh but no dice you know it's just like <laughs> get out and then like all these places just turned amazing as soon as we're gone and this place, while it's very, very good, uh, does have some problems as well. And I feel like the second, if we if we ever do leave, uh, it'll be like all immediately fixed as mm. well. And it's just mm. like ah, I don't know why that makes me annoyed. That you know, I'm I'm, I'm told you know, especially when I was told like no, they're just knocking it down because there's no hope here. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing they can do. Oh no, no, there was lots of hope and we fixed it all and it's all great. Now other people are living where you lived and it's all great. Mm. You know, and again, I'm living somewhere nice now, so I should be like fine with that, and I am, and I wouldn't want to move. But it, uh, there's a little something about that that like makes me makes me annoyed. It is sort of, I can understand your annoyance. okay. Thank you for your your annoyance is justified. Thank you. That's all I wanted to wanted to hear. It's our new segment called Justifiable Annoyance. Huzzah! Huzzah! Tulu tule. <laughs> can I just say something? I I would hope you would because we've got about an hour and fifteen minutes to kill. And this is not this is nothing. <laughs> if you don't say anything, I gotta I gotta really vamp. It, uh, this is uh, nothing related to what you're talking nothing about. Nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with you. Well, it, you know, it could be. Wow, that's, uh, that's going to make an awkward podcast that I've got no connection <laughs> to this at all. Okay, go ahead. It's just a recommendation. Oh, please do. Because I feel like this is. Shut up. I feel like this has been an undersung, under. Un, I don't know if undersung is the right, right way to say it. The, I've been an under celebrated TV show. Oh, okay. That I really, really like. It's had two really good seasons with like no letdown between the seasons. Like. Like, I really enjoyed the first season of Stranger Things, for instance. Okay. But I felt like the second season wasn't that great. It was All okay, right. but it wasn't super great. It was a bit of a letdown after the first season, which I thought was pretty stellar. 
So I'm hoping they pick it up for the third season. But this show, two really great seasons. And the show I'm talking about is The OA. Do you know this show? Mm-mm. Mm. You know I've of heard it. of it, but I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's um, Everyone that says uh, talks about it says they like it. Yes, but you don't really hear a lot of people saying much about it. It feels like it's kind of a under... Like, it's under... Like, after I, I finished watching season two last night, and I did something which I like to do, I, I looked for, like... Um, like I can't remember the name of the, I can't remember the name of the thing. But so there's some there's some YouTube channels that will will do like a recap of shows, like kind of nerdy shows. And so I was looking for something like that. Like they used to they would do recaps of the Twin Peaks Return, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed those. I enjoyed their looking Are you at talking, things. Is this a Gamespot Universe? Sure, Gamespot Universe is an example of that. Exactly. Yeah, they do good ones of the Twilight Zone now. Okay, but the OA is is a. It's kind of like Twin Peaks: The Return, and then it's a real mindfuck. Like it's a real, it's a show that really makes you just like question the reality of the show, question the reality of, uh, you know, question the truth of the people in the show. Mm. You, you, and it's just really interesting. Like it really puts you into characters' places, and and then and as even and I were talking about it because Eve watched it before before Lisa and I did, and we were talking about it, and she said, "Yeah, it's interesting. Like the first show, it kind of opens up the world to you." And then the second one, you're like, I don't know what they can do. And they open it up even more. Ah, all right. And then you're wondering, what's going to be next? Because you, there is going to, you know, you think there's going to be a third season, but they've reached this point where you're like, this is really curious how they're going to go make this next step. And they've gone to this really meta place. And you're like, wow, I don't know what they can do next, but they'll have to figure something out. And actually, when the first season ended and it took a while for the second season to come out, I kind of thought to myself, well, I guess that's it. It was just one season. And I didn't mind that it ended in this very kind of ambiguous way that you weren't sure exactly what happened, whether the character succeeded in doing what she said was going to happen or it didn't or what, we don't know. And I really, and I don't mind that. Like, I don't mind something that ends in an ambiguous way. So I kind of enjoyed that element of it. And so when they announced a new season, I was kind of like, nah, do I want to watch it? Because I feel like I already saw like the, the complete thing and I don't need to see anymore. But then I watched it. And then it was just like, boom, and even bigger and just even crazier. Oh, okay. And just going all kinds of, oh, it's uh, it's hard to... What uh, thema- What is the general plot, if you don't mind saying what the general plot okay, is? Okay, well, I'll just give you like a kind of a What's quick overview. What's the OA overview. mean? What's that? The OA, I can't, I can't remember if it's like the original angel. I can't it's remember Overeaters now. Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous. That, what, did I, what was I thinking? Uh, in, the, in the, so there's a... It's uh, also the name of the planet G- Green Lantern comes from. Or the Green Lantern Corps come from? Ah, yeah. So there's a woman who ugh, really who, pass. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, played by Britt Marling, who is a co-creator, co-producer, co-writer of the show, and she has been she has been missing for seven years, and she one day she returns to her family home, and she is, doesn't want to talk about what happened to her, and everyone, everyone's sort of worried and stuff like that, but she. Through through a couple episodes, she gathers this kind of group of sort of misfits around her. These kid, young kids, and uh, a teacher from the the local school, and she starts telling them her story. And oh, I think I have seen this. Oh, okay. All right, is this on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, I I think I have seen a couple episodes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. And um, she starts to tell them her story, and of course, her story is fantastic. Like fantastic in the sense of it's yeah, unbelievable. And so the kids are, is it true? Is it real? Like what? They don't know, but they're so, they're so in the grip of her personality and this story. And it's, it's such a, and uh, it's a very, very, very good film. And nice. By TV show. Oh, I should say TV show. Yes. But it feels like yes. a film. 
Well, I mean, it's not really, it doesn't really feel like a film because it's very, it's, you know, it's eight hours long. And ha- Okay. And they're hour-long episodes. They're hour-long episodes and it's eight, eight, eight shows, which is the perfect length, I think, for a Netflix series. Like, I, I just feel, I cannot erase the, the horrible midpoint of those Marvel shows from my mind just because this is the point where they reach in the show. You just, you just know that they're like, don't know what to do now because we have like this story that would naturally take this long, but now we have to stretch it out. So they add some weird kind of side thing to it. All right. And then you feel like, well, why is this here? And they're like, we don't know, but we had to got 12 fucking episodes to do, man. I guess to me, sometimes when I see the Marvel ones, it, it makes, I like it because, uh, uh, it's the weird side things that I used to like when I was reading comics. Okay, you know, it'd be the because there was always so much filler in comics mm. where it wouldn't just be you know uh, setup, uh, escalation, uh, climax, uh, resolution. Yeah, it would be you know okay now Peter's got to go to the Daily Bugle and there's a problem with Betty and mm. she's like oh my husband he's he's, he's depressed and he's like a, oh husband, well, I don't have time I don't have time to deal with yeah. this says Peter yeah. and then it's like I should have I should have talked to her I feel bad about this now Betty's upset what's going on with Betty and it's like get on with the vulture he's attacking the city <laughs> and it's like uh, no we gotta see and then later on Ned becomes the hobgoblin or does he I don't remember but you know yeah. sometimes it's uh, it's those things that, uh, that you like the best about those kind of stories but I can I can see what you're saying. There is a little bit of a drag factor for sure. Yeah, and and as someone who doesn't live in your nostalgia, for me it's just it's just frustrating because you're I'm I'm story I'm about story I want story so mm-hmm. you're st- you take your story to a certain point and then you just stop it to do some other stuff. Whereas I think like the Marvel movies, a lot of times it's not really the story that pushes things along. It is just like the weird little side character things mm. that are most endearing or that you remember the most or they can pay off later on, you know. But I don't know. not me. Not you? No. All right. <laughs> if it's not a good story, I'm not interested, really. I'll take character sometimes over uh, moving a plot along. What do you consider? Do you consider character stuff part of the story, though? Like maybe we're, yeah, maybe we're mean, just coming good, up with different names for the same. Thing. I do want good characters, obviously, but I want I do want it to have like a good through line and not a meandering. I mean, it depends. Obviously, this you know a movie like Slacker, I'll take meandering. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go back and watch Slacker again. Okay, something like a like an Ultron. You know, I mean, Age of Ultron is kind of looked down upon. But like something like where all the Avengers are hanging out. I don't like in, that party in, in sequence. Bar. There you go. I, I like, like that very much. Yeah. See, I don't like that at all. See, it's just like it, it's it makes them feel like people, and so it's much yeah. more interesting whatever they're doing. For it has the rest a of couple things. of good parts to that. Like I do like the the Steve or the Steve Rogers and the Hammer and Molnir. They're all trying it, to like lift. Yeah, the and hammer. it kind of quivers a little bit, and Thor yeah. looks really worried. And I think that's, you know, I do like that part of it. But I feel like overall that scene's kind of boring because it's not, I don't know, they just don't seem to bring out much in their characters in that sequence to me. Like, yeah, there's not that I, feel much the, I feel the opposite. It's mm. probably one of my favorite scenes in, okay. the, in the movie. Yeah, uh, But that's me. Um, <laughs> when you're talking about TV shows you're looking forward to that uh, you're like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, they just announced like uh, third season of Legion's coming out in, in June. Final and again, season, that yeah. one I'm like, I mm-hmm. don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Because it feels they've dug a hole there that just feels so deep that I have no idea how they're going to get out of it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I that's wish, cool, I wish, I wish the best. Yeah, you know, but uh, good for taking risks. And uh, this was the little series that no one thought was going to be anything. And holy mm-hmm. cow! Yeah, I mean, well, I think it's better than most of the uh, X Men movies for, for sure. Yeah, well, it's certainly more interesting than all those movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's pretty. I mean, they're literally doing the Dark Phoenix story a second time. Yeah, right now. Yeah, and uh, people 
for all the excitement they have over like Avengers and and everything, I I don't hear anybody I don't anybody yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, I am so looking forward to that new X Men movie. Like, yeah, no one. It's just like wow. It's that- not well. Well, for, let's let's say honestly, it's not earned. You know, like and and uh in. Infinity Wars and, and Endgame were earned. Right. You know, there's like backstory, there's a sense of, of, you know, our connection to these stories and, and our happiness in the completion of those stories. Sure. And Endgame, of course, is a completely different animal. But let's look at but, something like a, like an Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, like no one's looking forward to it like they were looking forward to that. And that was like, yeah, that's fine. Are you right. going to see it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I didn't. Maybe I, mean, I, I saw it. I saw it, but I wasn't. I didn't it was it. fine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Meh. But people were looking forward to it, and it, sure. you know, you were you you, you had yeah, no yeah. doubt that it was going to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think you know the Dark Phoenix one. Well, who is she? Yeah, we've never seen her before. But yes, we have though. That's the problem. Is we've already watched an X Men movie where we saw Jean Grey. No, 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 no. I t- yeah. but those ones are, those are not like, don't exist anymore. Like those don't exist anymore. Okay. We're talking about these X-Men movies. Except they are sort of in the same continuity. Yeah, but you're with old. Time, you're time old. <laughs> Quit being old. These are the new movies, old man. So this is the new stuff. But what do we know about this new Jean Grey? We don't know anything. This is like her first movie, isn't it? Is she in any other of the X-Men movies? Not that I'm an expert yes. on these films. Yeah. Not that I'm an X-Man pert, but... Yes. She was in the She was in the, the one with... Uh, Oscar Isaacson is that the, the guy's name? Is Oscar Apocalypse? Isaac? Okay, yeah, he is was, she in that one? Yeah, and she phoenixes up in in that one. I was just looking oh, up when I uh, saw that movie. I don't remember that when was the last time we saw the old uh, Jean Grey was uh, five years ago. Yeah, old was man. It? Yeah, <laughs> it was more than an Olympics next, ago. Next thing you know, you're going to be telling it was me about at least how one Olympics those ago, great guys. Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man movies. <laughs> No, that's a that's a fair point. It just amazes me that, like, first of all, that they decided to go to this well a second time uh-huh. when no one cared about it the first time. It feels but like I mean, it feels like, okay. hey, you know what? Did you really enjoy Fantastic Four too? Yeah. Uh, well, we're bringing Galactus back. Like, who? No one wants Galactus now. We've had Galactus. Yeah. No one cared about Galactus. He was a well, cloud. They it didn't, didn't work do, very well. It didn't work. Very well. Didn't work very well. The movie had a dollar on in his budget, so it was, okay. Like, you know, you know, that's what you, you get. That's what you get for a dollar. They seem to have some money for the Silver Surfer. They seem to have some money to make that character mm-hmm. look all right. Sure. So there was some dough they had, lying on the they table. Had extra, they had T one thousand footage laying around. Yeah, you're not uh, you're not wrong, uh, but you know, in the world of the X Men, where every everyone just seems to be like not caring, then you got this nice little uh, Legion show. Uh, yeah. It's weird that you've got like two two spinoff X Men TV shows now. You've got Legion and you've got The Gifted, which I don't watch. The Gifted. What's but, The Gifted? Is that the one with like people on the run? Everyone's on the run. Well, I was gonna. No, that's Runaways. <laughs> that would be the people on the run. Uh, but uh, but uh, the gifted is in the in the X Men universe as well. And is it the one where show. like they're like they're anti mutant and then the family yeah, the kids one of the kids yeah. reveals that he's mu- sure. a mutant and then they have to go on the run. That sounds about right. Yeah, the movie that's on the a, run. That sounds generally right. Don't think, confuse it with the Runaways, which is about yeah. uh, kids and they're on the run. Yeah, I didn't like the Runaways. Uh, don't confuse much. that as well with uh, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, which is, is it about some kids? And, and then, they got superpowers, yeah, and they're on the run. Oh my god! Yeah, don't uh, confuse that with. Uh, okay, I'll try not to. Yeah, yeah don't that's... confuse it with the Flash. Uh huh. He's a yep. guy. Yep. And he's got some kids. Okay. And they all run. Oh, they all run. <laughs> okay. And please don't confuse it. Yep. With Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Which the trailer just came out. Yeah. About a really creepy uh, furry. Yeah. Who runs? Okay. Yeah. All Here's right. the one thing that Sonic the Hedgehog the trailer yeah. does: it makes you go, "Man, Detective Pikachu looks good." <laughs> Yeah. Boy, 
boy, that could have that could have been worse. Well, that's interesting. Oh boy, Detective Pikachu looks. Yeah. I'm I'm on board with that. All okay. right, let's see the Sonic thing. <laughs> All right, and don't confuse it with a Pepto Bismol commercial. What happens in that? Well, the guy's got the runs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, when, I, when I the first time I saw a trailer for for Pikachu, the whatever it's called, Inspector Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, Detective. Oh, sorry, I promoted him before his time. Sure, uh, Detective Pikachu. Um, I well, thought he's not, he's a rule breaker. He's not going to get promoted to Inspector. Okay, <laughs> okay. He uh, the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, this movie looks okay. This doesn't look terrible. Like I heard a lot of bad things about it. I guess so. My, my expectations were very low. But every subsequent trailer, I'm just like, groan. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know why. I thought the first time I thought, oh, maybe it was like a teaser or something and didn't show that much of it. I saw one where uh, Pikachu is giving another character a foot massage. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of on board now. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, getting so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I might, I might not catch it in the theater. Unless... You're not going to catch them all? <laughs> Any of them. Okay. I'm probably going to see them all anyway. Uh, so- Sonic just seems like they, speaking of don't have any money, mm. that just feels like, yeah, we got nothing. We've got bupkis. <laughs> We've got absolutely nothing. Just no. And mm. it's shot in Vancouver as well. Oh. You're like, oh, there he is. It's a sure Vancouver. sign of quality. Yeah. We've done some okay stuff. Nah. Have you ever seen a show called The X-Files? Yeah. They based a kid's book on it. It was so good. <laughs> it was that good? Yeah. You ever see a show called Supernatural? I do. Oh, that show's pretty good. For yeah, a while. I'm watching. I'm for watching season six now. Are you already up there? No, I watched. I went. Uh, I watched the first season. Yeah. Then I went to season five because everyone went. Just watch season five. Yeah. Uh, so well, no, a, no. You watch up to season five. You don't just watch yeah, season five. Watch season five is fine. I got it. <laughs> and then watch season five. Yeah. And then it leaves you on a big cliffhanger of like, what? What's how did da da? Yeah. So something happens to someone that you go like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah, that's and where it should the, end. Yeah, And then there's a little something where like, or did it? And then, and then Dean go, goes and, and meets up with, with his with his girlfriend again. Yep. And you're like, you're like, rub your hands and you go, that's it. And the showrunner said that too. He said, I told my story. I'm leaving now. So yeah. long, everyone. But it would have made people sad because, you know, there's someone that you like and something really bad happens. You go like, you got to like oh, help them no. out. That's you got to help a brother out. That show is the ultimate, one of the ultimate examples of where a minor character is used way too much. Who is your minor character? Castiel, the angel. Yeah. He becomes so omnipresent. It, like He becomes like God, basically. Yeah, so well, omnipresent, here's the problem with Castiel. Rather than being an angel. And again, I, I haven't watched all of it. But every time Castiel comes out, I go like, well, he's dressed just like Constantine. Like he looks, <laughs> he's just dressed like John Constantine. Yeah, yeah. And he's the same kind of Constantine guy where he's like drawing circles on the ground mm. and he's lighting things on fire and he's casting demons out. And it's like, he's Constantine. You've just made him an angel, yeah. you know, and, and he's, he's, he's all bummed out about everything. Yeah. But like to the point now where I see when he shows up, I'm just like, you know, he's the great gazoo. Now, <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. He's, he's, hey, dum dums. He's what are you Q, trying to capture Satan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, dum dums. That's not how you do it. Madunk. Well, he was good. Like when he first came on the show, his story was compelling because the idea, of course, is that he was a man. He was a husband and a father who became the vessel for this angel and it, and his life is ruined. Mm-hmm. His, his life is over, basically. He's sacrificed to this, to this thing. And that's, and that's an interesting, compelling story. And then it goes on, and then he keeps coming back, and then he keeps showing up. And they killed off they killed off fun characters. They filled off, killed off the fun demon character whose name I can't remember now. Ruby, Ruby was that the, anyway? One of the demon characters, like uh, this one demon character, there was a lot of fun hot stuff. Hot <laughs> <The little> devil, <laughs> yes, they killed off hot stuff. I couldn't believe it. 
Just his little diaper. Why would they license there. him? Only little to kill him. Diapers lying on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing left. Out, demon. <laughs> but yeah, so they. It just seems like they made the weirdest decisions, and basically, what it feels like with that show to me, and why, why I think it's got, went downhill after. Partly, partly they got lazy. Like you feel with the first five seasons, which I know you only watched two of them, but with the first five seasons, the the kind of back, the kind of the mythology of the of the monsters and the creatures in the show were, were kind of they kind of kept their eye on it to make sure that you know everything was tickety boo. Like so, the vampires behave this way, and werewolves sure. are like this because they change what vampires are in the show. They have their own kind of version of vampires. For Everyone their own does. It's fine. There's never a vampire movie that doesn't start with. All right, what you've heard is bullshit. <laughs> we can go outside. Yeah. We can do the sun, but sure. we can't do a baby. Yeah. But they're in no way like a Count Dracula vampire. They're, sure. they're completely different kind of creatures. And they have their limitations, and that was observed during those five years for all the monsters. Once you get past that, into the on from there, they just kind of like all rules. They have to do whatever they felt like doing with the, with the monsters okay. they did. And that's kind of frustrating because you're like, well, you've established how these work why are we changing everything now this doesn't make any sense and almost and then also it felt like is that fans started writing the show it became fan mm-hmm. fiction rather than what it was before which was a, per, a creative person who wanted to tell you a story and he told us a story he told us it took five seasons and he told us the story and then when it was done he said well okay i'm done i'm, I'm leaving the show now i'm gonna go do something else and then, and then the the network of course said well we still got some money here coming mm-hmm. in so we're gonna keep this going and so, uh, you know, they brought in people to to write it, but I just, just, and you know, I do think there are good shows. The French Mistake, for instance, in season six, I think is a really good show. Okay, I don't think I'm up to that yet, but okay. Um, you may not, you may not know the name of it because okay. I don't think they tell you the name. It just, it's just. Uh, I do see the names because I, oh, again, that's I, right. Oh, I I'm sorry. Them, so the I'm names sorry. come up first. Okay. Um, I'm up to the third man, I think, right now. Okay, yeah, sorry. See, it's been a while. Help since you at I, all? It does, I've been a while since I watched them. And then as the show went on, they they add things that make their lives more comfortable rather than the kind of the kind of uh life that they lived before that where you know this is always struggling to like rough on the road and rough on the road and they're living in motels which is always fun because they always change how the motels look and which you know that's sort of enjoyable and it's you know it just feels like it just kind of like ran out of steam they didn't but they couldn't stop it they just keep on going sure I was watching. Um, it is a pro- it is a problem when a show starts to become written by fans of the show. Yeah, yeah. Though you know, then you also get the situation where like it's not fans of the show. It's something like the creator just stays on too long, and then you get the last season of the X Files. You know, okay. the, the, the reboot. Yeah. You know, and uh, then it's like, ooh boy. I guess that could be equally bad. I think it's equally bad if the char- if the people the creators of the show or the people working the show fall in love with their characters mm-hmm. rather than treat them as people they just become these sort of you know they just idolize their own creations and so it gets really hard to write then because they're no longer people they're just these sort of avatars of 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 excellence or goodness which is very dull and then i was going to say one other thing about that but now i forgot my second point (laughs) sorry Adur. I'll say there was there was something where like there was a their friend who's the rough and tumble beard guy, you know, old beard of Bobby. Bobby, let's go, Bobby. All right, sure. He was in a wheelchair he's, for a bit and whatever. He's great. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, so, but he's the Jim guy. Jim Beaver. Yeah, but like uh, the, I watched again. I watched the first season, and one of the first things you get 
is them, and they say this like a little too much for my liking. Mm-hmm. Where like anytime anything starts getting tender, it's like it's basically don't be a girl about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it can't be. Let's not be a chick flick here. Well, let's not get into <laughs> being ladies. Well, you know, well, we're, one of us is wearing a dress now, yeah, pretty yeah. soon, and they do that quite a bit. And I was oh, like, and, and then like by the sixth season, I'm watching this, and it's the same thing. There, there's like a, something tender happens, and it's just like, well, we better knock this chick flick off. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, for crying out loud, you're still doing this six years deep. Just hug each other, you bunch of scaredy pants, <laughs> crying out loud. Well, uh, that's your character. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It just feels it would like suddenly be weird if six like, seasons in they're like, let's hug it out, guys. They wouldn't after after well, you know, after six years, yeah. you know, certain things happen because yeah. they did do like the tender thing of like they had to, you know, basically say, no, you do matter to us because like the whole plot was he, that uh, he he felt he was being taken advantage of okay. by them and people yeah. were just using him mm. and they don't care about him and he's got his own damn problems. He's yeah. got to get his soul back and no one gives a shit about that and they're off on their own adventures and it's like, yeah, this is the story that you do eventually. Yeah. You have the side character and you you know do something you do mm-hmm. something with them where they go hey yeah where alfred finally snaps and go clean up your own bat shit and throws his mop down <laughs> and then we're like oh it's an alfred episode let's uh, flesh out his character a little bit but what i'm watching it because again i've got the exorcisters uh and i never watched supernatural before i wrote the exorcisters this time uh-huh. where, something, where something comes up yeah. and i'm like oh no is this too close and then they it goes in a different direction yeah. and they're like Oh boy! And <laughs> it, what what I've kind of learned from this is, I had best be for all the clever twists I want to do on my my little plots. Yeah, uh, I best make them character based because then it's much more likely that they have their own unique take. Yeah, on it. yeah. Because if you're just trying to do your Twilight Zoney twist, yeah, uh, someone else might have come up with that twist on things. Sure. You know, there's uh, there's something that does happen in the in the sixties, and that I'm just like, oh, okay, no, it's fine. And uh, speaking of like Marvel things and this and that, and put them all together, uh, there's a new series coming up on Hulu. Two two new series are coming up on Hulu from Marvel because uh, Disney owns sixty percent of Hulu, okay. so they're still fine with with that, even all though right. there's not going to be more Marvel stuff on on Netflix. Yeah. Um, one is Ghost Rider, spinoff of the uh, Agents of Shield, and uh, the other one is called Hellstrom, which is a riff on uh, the Son of Satan uh, character from Marvel Comics. Okay, but it's him and his sister, who in the comics is Satana. Okay, and uh, and because they can't make it about the Son of Satan, I guess <laughs> uh, their dad is a serial killer, but it's siblings who uh, stop supernatural uh, problems. Are you hearing a siren? I don't know. Are you if, very I excited that I don't a know siren? if they picked it by the microphone. Okay, well, there's a, a siren in the background. So yeah. listen, if you've been parched for the last couple of episodes because we don't hear sirens anymore, feel free to take a drink. Yeah, take a drink, everyone. And if you do hear a howling cat, you're as well uh, wow. able to uh, to take a drink. Let's not start that, just in case that might start <laughs> start a thing. But with the siblings that are having supernatural the things, howling. I'm going to watch again. I'm going to watch that and just like. Huh? Again, I don't think it'll be similar, but yeah, it's, uh? I think you make a good point because you know there are a limited number of stories out there to tell. Yeah, what makes and even in people's lives, there's a limited number of stories in your life. What makes your life interesting are the characters in your life, the people in your life, not yeah, the specific your life events yeah. are not always that interesting. You know, you go to work every day, but what makes work enjoyable isn't work; it's the people you work with. Yeah, some people work on the railroad all the live long day, just pass the time of day. I know, and they've got no uh, pass the time away. Oh, sorry. Past the time of day? I, I'm sorry. I, I sing my own version You've of it. You've clearly never worked on the railroad. 
You're right. You're right. And I always never... called it. I'm so I have so little knowledge of railroads. I always called it the reading railroad. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. And then of course, when you have the last spike, everyone's out of a job. Yeah. So it seems like they're celebrating, but why would they? Mm. Everyone now is has to find another job. There's a there's a certain luckily there's a railroad, so you can just get on it and go to the next yeah. town over, and hopefully <laughs> there'll be some work. Be, start again. Start a, your own railroad there. Sure, why not? Start your own railroad. Mm-hmm. You, never yeah. have, you can never have enough railroads. You really can't. That's okay. a good point. What? That's is true. It, is that a good point? I don't know. <laughs> then uh, you get Gordon Pinson to write about I'm it. Glad you're... that guy likes writing about the last spike. I'm glad you take that uh, nonsense. Uh, by the So I just want to say one last thing. No, no, say more things. Everyone We're sh- only 40 ev- minutes deep. Everyone You've got to speak another, uh, for another half hour. Everyone should watch the OA. Okay. And enjoy it. Nice. And then let me know how right I am. And it just seems weird to me that there's because the, the, the reason I was going to say is is um, I'm laughing because my wife is right now trying to plant plants right behind your head and was struggling to get. I uh, turned to look and I didn't, I didn't see anyone there. I didn't see anyone there. It's very strange. Just keep on. Is this place just full of ghosts? <laughs> and um, uh, it just seemed odd to me that a movie, a show, sorry, a show that that with that much mind fuckery doesn't have like people going the real meaning of. You know the the you know the ending explained to blah blah blah. It just, there's nothing. But aren't the GameSpot people doing that? No, they're not not doing it. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. I was looking for people doing that, but there's no one doing huh. doing like uh, episode uh, thing. It wouldn't be, so wouldn't be what fun. you're saying is that's going to be your next podcast. That's right. We're going to do the OA. OA, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I would just I think of like you know I, Twin OA Peaks eight one two Twin Peaks was you know is. It's very similar, and always very similar to Twin Peaks. That it's a, you know it has this wealth of of interesting you know just crazy things going on in, in the shows, like you know, and just be it'd be fun to listen to people talk. Are there about little it. background things like in Twin Peaks that you would like pick out or or reference? No, it's more thing? linear than than Twin Peaks, but it, that is it's that, still, I think that might be the problem. That it's, it's, when you want this kind of internet thing, throw lots of like Easter eggs into the background. No, I guess, but. Twilight, does Twilight Zone do that? Do yes. they full of Easter eggs? Oh my gosh, does it Like ever. what, Back to the Old Shows or something? Uh, back to the Old Shows and also to both past episodes of this show and upcoming episodes of this show. Oh, really? So you'll oh. you'll go to an airport yeah. and there'll be magazines. And on the magazine covers, you'll see a past character. You'll see a future character. You'll see something else. Or there'll be a giant uh, mural of something that okay. will then refer to something that happens later. Or there'll be a news story going on. Or a stand-up comedian will be talking about something that will then refer to a later story. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they're, uh, they're linking things together to the point where it could be one giant story by the end of this yeah. season. But that would be very strange to I do that. See, I don't see it. That's not interesting, though. Whereas with the OA, they seem to find it interesting. Yeah, people well, are whatever. talking about it. Yeah, people like Minutia. What's interesting with the OA though isn't Minutia. It's the it's the it's the kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, metaphysical elements of the show that are interesting. And you know when when the show is, ends and you're like it ends on this kind of weird place and you're like what could happen next? Like what's going to happen next? Like that to me is more interesting like when you are trying to guess the next now would it be a show that you would rewatch, or or because it's linear you just want to get to the next one and you're devouring each one 
Because I think that's well, the benefit. Would I, wait, would I rewatch yes. it or would uh, the average person rewatch it? Well, let's do both. How about you and then the you know, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of rewatching something. Once I okay. experience it, I feel like I've I've got all I want. See, like to me, Twin Peaks: The Return. I I will never watch that again. Oh, I've watched it a couple of times because <laughs> there's always something to pick up on. Yeah, and then the more the more that you know, yeah, the more that you see that it's set up and it fleshes it out, and you can enjoy. Like, sure. I find greater enjoyment that yeah. way. I'm sure you'd find that with the OA as well because there are echoes of the pat the there's echoes between what's happening and what's you know and what what happened and what's happening right so the echoes are there bunnymen no there are no bunnymen okay so it's not like donnie darko because that has both echoes and bunny a bunnyman yeah that's true huh. i guess that's what they're but it's not for. bring on the dancing horses mm. echo was their drum machine is that right yeah well rosebud was his sled <laughs> <laughs> so that like you know, like with Twin Peaks, or sorry, with Twilight Zone, I assume each episode is is a capsule that doesn't like. It's not a continuing story. Like it ends nope. with a twist, and you go, "Well, ho, that he sure got what he deserved." Or maybe Whoa, what sometimes a, what a terrible thing to happen to someone could also occur. Yeah, that's it was true. a cookbook. Oh my goodness! Sure, there's been references to that cookbook. Yes, I'm sure there were. But yeah, with the OA, it's not quite like that. It's more like it's more like um, how would you say? It's more. Oh, that's what a strange thing to happen. Oh, what what, what are they going to do now? Like, what is what does this house mean? Or or why is he doing this to them? Or whatever you know. Like, yeah. And you know, it's like it's a show about near death experience and and um, I don't even talk about it. Okay, but you're saying give it a watch. Give definitely give it a watch. All right, give it a chance. I'm going give it a chance, to, everyone. It, when when you're talking about like going back and looking at, I'm trying to remember like. Aside from The Simpsons, uh, which would uh, always pepper their backgrounds with with extra little mm-hmm. bits and mm-hmm. make it worthwhile for you to either get your VCR out and freeze it, yeah. or rewatch it because you know there's so many jokes that you would like yeah. miss some the first time around. I'm trying to think of like other things where you would be rewarded for going back and like seeing all these little Easter eggs. And I think like the first thing I could think of, and again we've talked about it to death on this on the show, is like uh, the Watchmen comic. Mm-hmm. Where you go back and go, oh, there's a this this diner, and the name of it is also connected with this, yeah. which is oh, and they're reading this magazine, which is a pirate <laughs> magazine. Wait, but that reflects on this, and sure. you know, and and the nice thing about it is, if you give two legitimate things for people to recognize, they'll come up with another eight, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. on their own, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and make them up, and 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 I think. The more that you get your audience to invest in things and, and connect themselves with it, the more invested they will be, you know, in the full story, whether or not the things that they think are gonna happen yeah. do happen or the things that they are projecting onto it are in any way real. It's just a way of like connect it's a I don't want to say it's a cheap way, but it's it but it it's definitely a way to connect with your audience. Yeah. To go like, Oh, all right, I get it. Yeah, and well, it's interesting. it well, the OA it's it's curious because Lisa I don't think Lisa is quite as into it as I am. Okay, but Lisa watches. Lisa is your wife. Lisa, my wife. Lisa watches TV in a in a way that I find weird, which is that she watches. In the bathtub. Well, she plays very soli- dangerous. She plays solitaire on her phone. Yes. Or she'll be on Facebook, and you know, a show like the OA, you, you need to be paying attention to it because that is it's tricky, very com- yeah. it's a very complex show. It's dealing with really complicated ideas, and if you're not looking at it for huge, you know, huge parts of the show, then you're missing. 
big chunks of yeah. information. It's tough now. And when the next People one don't starts, watch TV to watch TV, they watch TV while doing something else for sure. Which is really weird to me because yeah. I'm a I'm not a person. I don't like to do that. I'm a, I do. I do turn on the like TV two two or three things while I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, and that's why I don't watch that much television because I have other things to do. And so when I watch TV, I'm watching television, and then when I'm done that. I go turn it off and then I go do something else. Whereas, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are just like, well, let's just Our keep layering, on watching yeah, stuff. They yeah. layer what they do. And I don't, and maybe that's, and maybe that's wrong of me or whatever. And maybe that's why I'm much more choosy in what I watch. I don't, uh, I'm much more judgmental of things that I watch because I don't do other things while I'm watching them. Sure. So I, it has to be worth my time to sit and watch something. If it's not worth my time, off it goes. Which I think is why, like, I resent those Marvel shows for taking, <laughs> you know, four hours more than they need to to tell sure. a story, because those are four hours that I I won't get back. And often the reason why I stop watching those shows, like partway through, I would just turn them off and never get going again, because I didn't want to. And you waste don't my have, time. And you don't have to. <laughs> There's a show that I stopped watching uh, recently. Uh, I I tried the new season of Sabrina, or at least the new uh, the second round. second part, whatever they call it. Yeah. Now. To the point where, like, and I get uh, that I'm not maybe the age range that they're going mm-hmm. for with this. Yeah. Uh, you are not. No, that I hear that. Uh, it makes no logical sense. Everyone's an idiot. <laughs> like, everyone's an, everyone just straight out. Yeah. I kind of faded on the first, first one. I have not watched it either. Yeah. Just, just, there's just too many gimmies mm. in it. That, like, everyone's... Like, there, there's characters who are, like, face-eating monsters one yeah. episode. Okay. Who the next are just ha- having problems, just, like, small little problems <laughs> that you're like, oh, no. There's, uh, Gee, you're not eating time. people right now? It's yeah, hard. you're not having pro- like a face-eating monster. Yeah. Or, you know, the omnipotent character who's like, I know the future and the future is da-da-da. And the next one, they're just, like, having trouble at home with the misses <laughs> And it's just, like, so, like, everything's just, like, did you watch the previous episode? Because it feels yeah. like... You didn't. No. Like, everyone's... There's no consistency mm. to character yeah. at all. You know, one <laughs> is like, you must follow all the rules. And then the next time, you must break the rules and live your life. It's like, well, <laughs> what, what do we do? Did you look at what your... Any of the previous episodes? You know, like... You know, and, and Sabrina herself, you know, has made all these big choices that you're like, oh, that's going to have ramifications. And at least, you know, so for far. a couple episodes, nothing. Mm. You know, it's like, all right. And then, and then you got, you know, Satan himself. Who, you know, the first time, of course, you see this, like, shadowy figure, it's like, oh, that's creepy. This big goat-like man. Oh, my yeah. gosh. To the yeah. point where, like, now he's just, like, sitting on a chair in a guy's living room and they're, like, just hanging out. <laughs> just like <laughs> Watching this, watching the football game? Yeah, what are you guys doing? Like, is Satan just, like, is nothing to do? Like cr- Cracks open the beer with his horn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just to the point where I think you could you could appreciate it more as a dream then, uh, like, if someone, if you, if it did turn out that it was just someone dreaming this whole thing, yeah. that would that would make sense because the logic leaps would completely work. Yeah. Um, and again, every time they they're trying to make a statement, you know, about something like trans rights, which just seems like, well, that's a important thing to make a statement about. Everyone is fucking evil around. Like everyone is just like yeah. a jock that's just like you know. There was one where like uh, you know this uh, is trans trans girls trying to. Uh, or a trans uh, guy is trying to, you know, play on the on the basketball team, and so they're going to change in the locker room. It's like, well, that's an interesting idea. What's going to happen with that? And it's well, 
uh, they filled uh, their locker with uh, maxi pads, like just filled it like to the brim with to the point where she opens it up and comedically like Fibber McGee and Molly. Uh, again, great reference, Ian. Um, it, it all fa- they all fall fall out. You know, just like like just comedically like too yeah. much. And 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 okay. And then everyone, all the jocks, yeah. have a laugh of like, <laughs> but. Wow, who could afford this? Do you know how much those cost? Where did you get all these from? What like this is a very elaborate prank for all of you very mean mean fellas. Yeah. And none of you have any problem with this at all. Yeah. Like they, they took them from the, their mums at home. Like their mum goes to to get some max beds out of the cupboard. <laughs> what the fuck? That would still not oh, no. be enough. They oh, would really? then have to uh, visit all their aunts and, uh, you know, uh, cousins. Uh-huh. It's, it was just like, all right, okay, this is what we're doing. They had a prop department. Like, it's beyond ham-handed. And yeah. then it's like, everyone has to be this insane, crazy stereotype for any of this to work. But then, and then no one's consistent in their characters. And it's what it is. So I've, uh, I've, uh, I've checked out of that and it's too bad too because i thought what they were going to do was go with what the comic not the old comic but the new comic is the comic that they based the title sequence on yeah. which is really dark mm. like really really dark i'm like oh that's that's a bold choice and they didn't <laughs> they've been they keep pulling back and trying to make it mm. a kind of a feel good thing as yeah. well it's like well it's not feel good with satan yeah yeah ah, and 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 again the big problem of just like all these characters who are you know, fine with like the Lord of Evil being who they worship, and yet they're nice people. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What, what's that? What's that? It's not even like actual Satanists who are, you know, not really worshiping real Satan who's real and real. Yeah. But like, you know, Satan's real, and there's really hell, yeah. and there's really all these things, and it's horrible, yeah. and he's a monster. What's wrong with everybody? <laughs> Did anyway. you just say the Church of Satan is worshiping something that doesn't exist? Yeah. Wow. I think most. Uh, I think most Satanists don't really that. buy it. I think they're they're in it uh, just for the just for the ham factor. Maybe. At least the at least the people I know who have like you know hinted that they are mm. that I'm just like, well, you don't buy this. Mm. This is just you're just fun and. I do think it's sort of funny that they they have, that their their image their graven image is copyrighted. Mm-hmm. They're they're suing uh, Sabrina for using it. They made an arrangement though with them. They were fine. Whatever. This is. It seems you know kind of weird though, it's right? It's pretty good advertising. It's true. Sure it on the show every. Uh, yeah, it's also good advertising. They're like, they say that we don't. Um, we don't. Is this been like we don't uh, get? We don't. We pay our taxes. We don't. Uh, yes. But then they just. They, but they just oh. got their tax exemption. Thing. Oh, did so, they? Yeah. So now they're, oh, right. now they're getting. Now there are taxes. They were making a point that like they do pay taxes, <laughs> whereas the other ones all, uh, don't. All churches pay taxes of some sort. You know, the priests have to pay income tax because they're paid. Churches have to pay property taxes. Mm-hmm. They do get a break on yep. some things, but yes, we we I go to the Anglican Church where once a year we have what's could be called our annual general meeting. Okay, but it's actually they call vestry vestry meeting. The vestry is the is the kind of dressing room where the priest gets dressed. I don't know why they connect that to the meeting, but anyway. They have fancy vests? They have fancy vests, that's right. And so at the vestry meeting, we go through the church finances every year. So we have what we go through all what we paid last year. We I know exactly what the priests earn, what they get paid. I know what the secretary gets paid for in the office. You're looking like, what's all these rentals of Sister Act to? That's right. (laughs) Why, why, why? Uh, I know, you know, and then all the other incidentals, you know, that we have to pay as, as a church. And so it's, it's, 
and so you know, I can see that. Oh well, we here's where we pay our taxes, and what's what we pay, and it's interesting actually. It's curious that it's done as a, and we do it like on a Sunday morning. You come to church, oh, okay. and the church is turned into like a meeting meeting room to have a meeting about. So you first of all go to church. No, we we have the meeting first. Oh, you have the meeting first. The meeting is is our is our worship that day. And then after the after our vestry meeting, okay. then we have then we have Eucharist, then we have the communion. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And I finally found out I never knew what Eucharist meant. It means gift. So that was interesting. Oh, that is it. Yeah. So is uh, the Christ in there? Is that Christ and the no, Eucharist? Eucharist is means gift. It's just coincidence that yeah. the word Christ is. It's in not it. Christ. It's Eucharist. All right. It's well, it feels Christ. like the root word would be sure, Christ, but wouldn't not, it? Not. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> Eucharist. We shall. We shall. So look into um, that. it's uh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So we. Yeah, we have like an annual general meeting and then you we we talk about like our future goals as a church, like what things we'd like to do. Okay. So for instance, you know, World in the domination. Path, that's uh, well, we already have that. Uh, design a statue that we can get on Netflix and make some money from <laughs> and sue them for <laughs> it's time. Well, I think there's been a lot of representation of Christ in all this stuff. Like I think it's time we started uh putting taking that, making okay, that thing. Okay, sure. Start suing people for having Christ. Uh, you know, we can make a lot of money. Or anytime and just, also world domination. They just like hit their thumb and go all Christ. Then you get like That's a right. buck. Ding. It'll be a little get, get ding money sound. from that swear jar. Ding. Yeah. Uh, no, this thing's like, well, in the past, for instance, we, when we were wanted more outreach, so we'd say we're going to put this amount of money towards out, towards outreach. And so this will pay for our programs. Or right now we have more of a, more of a spiritual, mystical groove going with some of the people who have started going, coming to the church. So... We now we have like this center of of uh, something or other. I want to call it now center of spiritual something or other, and uh, so money's going towards that. Okay, you know, and those things are voted on at the meeting, and then we agree on that. That's the direction the church is going to go in, and you know, after some discussion or whatever, and then off it goes. So yeah, it's, it's curious though, right? Like it seems weird that it's that that grassroots. That sounds pretty. pretty it's nice. Though. It makes sense. It's nice. Trying to think what uh, what our Catholic Church would do. Ah, eh, probably none of that. I, I was wondering, <laughs> like, whenever people when when something happens, where uh, you know, like uh, you know Notre Dame burning, and uh, then there's fundraising for it, and these millionaires going, "We're yeah. going to give you money for it." Sure. Someone will always say, uh, "But the Catholic Church has so much money. Mm. Why don't they just pay for it?" Yeah. Which is a different situation because, of course, the church is is not owned by the Catholic Church. The church is owned by you know the, the France, and France is a different situation. Hey, it's a different situation. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah. But I always wondered, like, what what about that thing about like if you gave all your if they gave all their money to the poor or to worthy cause or something yeah. like that, what would happen? And it's like, what do you think would happen? It's like, do they have loose money like hanging around? Like, is there like the coffers? Is there like a bunch of of dough that the yeah. Catholic Church has that's like mm. in a bank yeah. or like there that like should it come down to it? Mm. And they did decide, you know what? We're gonna like just like they have a pope that just goes, we're gonna give it, we're gonna <laughs> give gonna it all it, away, blow all this money, we're gonna blow it all away because I feel like we'll get it back. Okay, uh, let's 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 just give it to the all the worthy causes that we can. Yeah. Could they do that? Are they liquid? You know, if, you know, because the idea is like that they, uh, you know, they don't pay taxes. Like, would they be able they to like pay give tax. a, they do pay taxes on on certain things? Yes, yeah. but other things they don't. But like, would they be able to like just like bloop like spend it all? Would that be a, would that be allowed? I just wonder. Tell me. 
Well, you're a church guy. I Tell am, me about the Catholic Church's I am a uh, ch- you church know, financial guy. situation. I, I assume you must know. I can only compare it to to my to my experiences as a member of the Anglican Church, which is that all churches all churches are strapped for money. Okay, and all the Catholic for, Church is strapped for money. With all their treasures and whatnot. What treasures? What you mean? Oh, so what you're saying is they should melt down. They should like sell their statues. Well, they got a bunch of gold and shit. Yeah, and where's sell the gold? Their, they don't have gold. Catholic Church doesn't have gold. Where's the gold? I assume they have gold. Where? Like you mean in a big coffers in a in a dungeon downstairs or something? Yes, I kind of feel like they do. <laughs> no, I don't. Think I they feel do. that they do. I don't think they have that yet. All right. I let's, think you've let's, been. Let's see. I think you've been watching uh, too many Dan I Brown wonder. movies. I I am maybe. <laughs> I think that's, that's a weird. That's a weird stereotype. That uh, should the Vatican sell its treasures, you know, people talking, talking. Yeah, about I mean, this. I'm sure they have gold in the sense they have like gold cross, gold crucifixes or gold crosses they carry during ceremonies and things like that. Uh-huh. And there's there is church finery, but I I don't think that that they have like uh, you know just like tr- treasure well, they chests. They own art. Like, could they sell the art? I guess they could, but should they sell their art? Shouldn't it be for the public to see rather than being sold to private hands to be, you know? Like is that is that better? Like shouldn't don't wouldn't you rather like go go somewhere and see like the Pietà? For I mean, I think the Pietà is in a okay. Is, so is here we a, go. Let's look at is a uh, museum anyway. Which church is the richest? Yeah. Here we go. And okay. in terms of uh, billions of dollars. Okay. Okay. So uh, so let's go. I'm sure the Catholic Church is very wealthy, but it would be like mostly land that they own, right? Well, here's what I got. Okay. Um. So uh, number four. Yep. For, is the Church of Scientology, which is worth uh, $2 billion. We're talking U.S. It's all, dollars. It's all Tom Cruise's money, but okay. Very good. Uh, next is the Opus Dei, which is part of the Catholic Church. That's uh, Opus two, Dei, yeah. Dei, sure, whatever you want to okay. say. Uh, that's $2.8 billion, and that's Italy wow. uh, owns that. Okay. Uh, num- number two, hmm? what would you say number two uh, churches, richest, richest uh, church? Is it the Mormons? It is the Church of England. Church of England, oh, Church wow. Church of England as $7.8 billion. That's, of course, in the UK. Mm. And the Catholic Church, Germany, yeah. Catholic Church, uh, $25 billion. Wow. Like head and shoulders beyond all yeah. the rest wow. have this fortune. So I don't think I'm making up this fortune stuff. Well, I'm just curious how they're how they're coming to these figures like okay. i think i feel like it's land all right even about, if not, even if they're wrong about they would have to sell billion of it they'd have they to sell just have five billion kicking they'd have around. to sell land they'd have okay. to sell their churches and stuff like that in order to raise this money that's mostly right? land you feel okay. i think so i don't think it's i don't think it's like sitting in a bank account this is a question okay listen uh this might be a sub question or it might be the question uh, okay. uh but uh you know uh, uh here's the thing uh whether you're catholic or not uh where, first of all my question is what's the deal with like the the do they have where is it is it money can they can they could they spend it is that possible yeah and second question should they uh should uh, should they keep fortune should they keep the art? Should they sell it uh, and uh, basically, you know, help help the poor and and what have you? Would you would they you, do help the would poor. you see would you see Jesus like with a big art collection at his house and just going, I really got to protect this art. Meanwhile, there's like starving people out there in the world, and he's going, I know, but I got it. This art's pretty great. Wow. I got to go. My art's pretty great, and I want to keep it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in my mom here, so I don't, I, I you know, and uh, there you go. And I got a lot of land. Yeah, I got a lot of land, so I would love to sell it, but I can't. So, so what you're saying that's is that Jesus, the church should sell all its places for worship in order to 
feed the world's poor? It feels like with 20 And who are they going to feed? It feels so like if they're, with if they're selling their churches billion dollars. This is yeah. beyond just selling the churches. That ain't just land. Yeah, I don't 25 know. billion it doesn't say is where, such it doesn't an say astronomical what it is. amount. Yeah, it doesn't say what it is, so does it? How much would it cost to feed Do they own the Volkswagen? Do they own do they own corporations? I don't know. Like do I they don't, own Volkswagens? Well, yeah, what I mean, do they own the company? <laughs> Like where is this? Where is where is this twenty five billion dollars? No, why are you making the connection with Volkswagen? Because it's Germany. Yeah, because it's Germany. Do they own BMW? Who do they? What do they own? Like I'm what do they gonna, own? I'm that just makes... going to go. Does the Catholic Church church own companies? Own, own Volkswagen. I don't think they own Volkswagen, but well, do they own companies? You... All right. I was using that as an example. Let's go Volkswagen. Uh, uh, six six of the most surprising properties owned by the Catholic Church. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh, this is just properties. <laughs> oh, well, this is properties. No, they're just properties. That doesn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, own does the Catholic Church own companies? Let's see. Uh, these are all things that I should really look up uh, <laughs> before you do the show. Yeah, if you're going to ask these. Well, saying of... the Vatican Bank has eight billion dollars in assets. Okay. All right, uh, and it has been full of scandal and corruption. Uh, has uh, over uh, 1.1 billion uh, pounds off its balance sheet. You can rent the Sistine Chapel if you really want. Mm. Oh, it was because they rented out once, speaking of cars, to yeah. Porsche. Ah, okay. Mm. So there you go. If you want to rent it out, you know, they're uh, they're cool with that. <laughs> oh, and they're talking about how much, oh, this is interesting, uh, how much it costs to become a saint. Oh, it costs money to become a saint. It does become money to uh, become a, a Well, saint. no wonder they have $25 billion. Yeah. So uh, here's here's how much it costs to become a saint. Uh-huh. Uh, about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. They're, well, I'm uh, gonna start a Kickstarter. Currently in uh, New York, they're trying to canonize a former priest, uh, Father uh, Nelson Baker, and uh, so they've done a lot of fund fundraising. Hmm. And now they're just talking about how tourism in Vatican City has tripled under Pope Francis. Oh. So good for him. Uh, well, I oh, guess they make money from that for sure. Okay. Now let's just see. Does the Catholic Church own a media company? Uh, yes, they own a couple of media companies. Yes, they do. So there we go. This is all stuff that could be researched. So we'll have to have we'll have to sell. They'll have to sell all that stuff off right. right away. So do you think churches should sell off their stuff, or should they be the protectors of art? Should they be uh, own own property more yeah. property than say they have for their churches themselves? Like yeah. I understand you've got to have the land to have the church on. Yeah, gotcha. That's fine. But like other land. Owning, uh, you know, fancy gardens and whatnot. Do you need that? Uh, should should they? So what do you What do you think? Let's plow under gardens and put housing there. I don't think people are saying they should plow <laughs> the gardens. Like let's, once you sell something, so sell it doesn't it for mean condos. they're they're not the landlords that, that I have had. Let's nope, turn that into condos. Well, there you are. I mean, there's going to be some. That's condos. happening here in Vancouver as well. We have church land being sold off to uh, build condos. Okay. The in um, Burrard, down on not Burrard, but uh, yeah, Burrard Street. Well, usually, in, if it was Baptist one of my neighborhoods, there. there would be a mysterious fire, and then <laughs> then a condo would show up. Sure, this Beautiful is different. Old church burn. Uh, oh, hey, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. And same with like uh, art studios, mysterious fire burn. Yeah. There we go. Hey, those are one of my favorite restaurants burn. Hey, guess what? We've uh, rebuilt other stuff now. If you think your church does good works then you're okay with it having money, I guess. If you don't think it does good works, then you're not okay with it having money. 
And so it just depends on what how you view churches. I think most people, or how you view Jesus. You know, most people like don't. The, well, but Jesus really know. wasn't big on like uh, you know uh, the money, right? I mean, well, he was not a fan of a money uh, money changers. Wasn't that he wasn't a fan of money changers? He was wasn't a fan of people exploiting people. He had no problem. Okay. And he didn't want that to be in he the was, uh, in the church itself. He was friends with church. he was friends with tax collectors. Oh, he's friends with cat tax collectors. He so render to Caesar what is Caesar's. But like, would he, he would not collect money himself? He would not go pass the hat around afterwards and well, go like, we gotta they, well, we gotta the, get some they, dough together. They must have the the disciples would have done that. So I'm would they? That, have? Yeah, of course. Well, I need a record of that. I need anything in in print saying that. <laughs> okay, it does talk about uh, Judas being upset when um, when the nard is dumped on Jesus's feet by Mary, and she washes his feet—not Mary the mother, but a different Mary. Yeah, um, and washes his feet, and he says that money that could have been that money could have been spent on, on helping the poor. Okay, and Jesus says the poor are always with us. Okay, and how do you how do you take that? What he's saying is that, well, basically, what he's saying is that there. are you can. We always look after the poor, but there are times when we can celebrate. Okay, so, so you yeah. can do both. You can do both. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that is a relevant point to this discussion. <laughs> but yes. what do okay? What do so? What do you folks out there think? I think the question generally then would be: uh, churches should they uh, should they should they have fortunes? Mm-hmm. Like, should they have a billion dollars? Yeah. Uh, is that is that too much? Not counting land for them to be on. Understood. Land got to be land um but uh you know should should they and if not what should they spend it on and uh, if you know can they i don't know I yeah don't know if they can or not well i mean works. like i say i mean in here in canada we, like for instance these churches in vancouver are selling selling land the united church is doing this as well selling land in order to keep itself going as a church okay it doesn't you know they have falling memberships the united church is is a church a, ch- uh, a church so so liberal that it's hard to even know what it what it believes. So those kind of churches have trouble surviving nowadays, where things are much more um, extremes are easier. Contrasts, yeah, are easier to sell. So, and they kind of what was once a church that li- that survived was once the biggest church in Canada, basically because it was the was the unite it was called the United Church because it was two. Two different church, two different um, sects coming together: the Presbyterians and the Methodists mm-hmm. joined together and became the United Church. This is a section of the show we call "Let's Talk About Sects." Yeah, go ahead. And so, <laughs> everything you want to know about sects, but we're afraid to ask. Pretty good, also good. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they had this momentum, right? So they became this United Church. It was huge because it was coming together these these two organizations, and then, and then, you know. I I do I'm good I do defend the idea of of not destroying art. Oh, we're not talking destroying art, just not the church owning art. Well, you want to melt down the gold, right? You said you want to melt stuff down. <laughs> okay, it depends. All right, go ahead. So that's that's gone, right? All right. We're going to melt down the gold. Okay. And distribute that. Uh, we're going to sell off the religious painting and stuff like that. We're going to take sure. take down the Sistine Chapel ceiling. <laughs> And sell that to some some you know, worthy. I think that's part of the worthy I think that's billionaire. Part of, I think that's part of the uh, the church there. Oh, so the whole really, church then will get sold off because it's a it's a work of art basically. Okay. It is a work of art. The Sistine Chapel is a work of art. Sure, Let's agree on that. Uh, so that's going to get sold off to make maybe taken down and re put back together again in Arizona for some mm-hmm. some for some dot com millionaire. All right. 
or whatever the new millionaires are in this sure. new, new economy. Um, and then that money is going to, what are we going to do with that money? Are we going to start like an organization? Because it's already there. There already are organizations. That's the church is the organization that's taking its wealth and distributing it to the poor and to people, to needy around the world. Some of them are. Yeah, having, whatever. you know, running hospitals. Like, and, to me, it's like, okay, if you've got a statue and the statue is worth, I don't know what, like $500,000. Yeah. Okay. And you can sell it to someone for $500,000. And then that $500,000 yeah. can go to feeding a group of people that wouldn't be fed, like a food bank. Yeah. So that money goes to a food bank. And now people that wouldn't have gotten food now have it. Uh, instead of like the statue being on display for but the people thing about the see. crazy thing about what you're saying is is there already is food out there for people mm-hmm. like the united states is paying its farmers mm-hmm. to not grow food okay all right but that's not what we're talking right? about the, yeah we're taking we have food yeah. we, that system, we have so much food right. in storage it's unbelievable we could feed we could sure. happily feed the entire world okay with with the food that we have right now we don't mm-hmm. need to to melt down statues and and okay. stuff like that we could just okay i'm take... talking with the art you don't have to melt the art down you can sell yeah. the you can sell you can sell yeah. this statue okay so you sell but we have a, there's a limited market you for sell it, right? the statue of david to like a millionaire for whatever it is okay and then but is that good you don't well the statue of david doesn't belong to them it's in a city museum in florence okay so we can't you can't sell it all right but whatever you want to sell we'll sell off the other things so which is it just feels like Christ would have and again I don't speak for Christ yeah you, you know, certainly are he doesn't speak for me but it feels like if Christ saw like a painting that was yeah. a fancy beautiful painting sure. the most beautiful painting in the world yeah an actual person who's hungry would be worth uh, infinitely more than that painting fuck that painting if that painting can feed uh, people yeah then that faint painting should be feeding people. You yeah. know, as, as much as good as art does, and you should, you can go and be inspired, and it's beautiful, yeah. and it celebrates, you know, and it's a, it's amazing. I just get the feeling from what I've read of Jesus, yeah. that Jesus would just be like, sell it, and like immediately, it's, it's feed the poor, feed the poor, and help, help those who are in need I don't more know. than we should. He never recommended tearing down the temple, which was a huge architectural mm-hmm. wonder of that time period. But a temple would have been a place that you go to worship. Yeah. It's got a function. Sure. You know, and again, art has a function, which again is to inspire and to enlighten and what mm-hmm. have you. But it doesn't feel like the church has to own that. Yeah. You know, that could be if it's if it's in a museum somewhere else, sure. Then that's still inspiring people in Idaho. That's and that's just as fine as if it's inspiring people in Vatican City. Yeah. That's fine. You know, and if in in that in that thing uh they get to like help some people out like the idea that like you know there's enough food so it's not an issue like yeah. there is money that needs to go to food banks local food banks to get them to function like you can you can say that there's a, enough food out there yeah but it's not getting into people's mouths well, no, there are that's, people that that's are going a, that's hungry. a stem- systemic problem it's right. not a it's not a art problem or a moral problem right it's a moral problem in the sense that we live in a culture that the way it runs it systematically you know destroys food mm-hmm. and rather than distribute it it's it's cheaper for corporations to yep. garbage their food than to to distribute it yep there are those there are systemic are, there problems. are flaws in the system but it seems that's a side issue that you know could also be that could also be discussed sure but it's not sure. it's not the thing that we're discussing we're so discussing if, like having 25 billion dollars uh in net assets and you are a uh but we don't know what those that, once again we're talking without sure, having any understanding what these fine. assets let's, are let's fuck off with the with 24 billion of that yeah i don't even get that yeah Maybe there's just one billion okay your organization that speaks for christ yeah uh and you've got a billion dollars yeah and there's people out there that need it sure 
feels like on the surface, this seems very simple. Yeah. That money should be, if there's poor people yeah. and you've got a billion dollars. Sure. Mm, I agree with you. Yeah. There should be something I don't think they should on. sell their art though, but I agree with you. Okay. But there, there's, uh, there's something there. So I would like to hear from what our our listeners yeah. uh, think about uh, this. I know. Uh, what if let me let me let me sorry. make it extreme because you're going, you're being very extreme yourself. So let me just make an extreme here where I think we're both being extreme. What if every so this is how they could make money if they took their paintings fake sale if they take their paintings and statues and they were, they destroyed them in a machine and the <laughs> machine would give them money. Okay. Because that's sort of the same thing no, that what you you're saying. No, you get to destroy the art. And no, it's no, not but in a way you are because you want to sell the art. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's basically that's basically like it's destroyed though because it's gone from public use, right? Like people can't have access to it anymore. Not necessarily. It's art, but it's a limited I, amount of money. Like what museum they're going to buy all this art that's suddenly on the market? There's not that much money for museums to buy art. It's not unlimited money for museums either. They have less money than the church does, probably. Okay, you're you're going with the idea that these people who are buying the art will just like put it in a basement and never yeah. show it. That happens and lots of times. There's lots of people who own art that we it don't see. Very it. well, it, that very well could happen. But yeah. if that happens, and the end result of what happens is art goes into a basement where it's seen later because they're not going to destroy it. <laughs> okay, they're not putting it in the destroying machine. Yeah. it will just be seen. After these people die or whatever, they'll okay. go somewhere else. Yeah. But in the meantime, people that need money yeah. will get will get fed, okay. or maybe medical uh, treatment will go where people can't afford medical treatment, and medical treatment will be paid for, okay. or something positive, whatever the positive thing would sure. be. Uh, I'm going to come down with a no. What's that? I'm going to come down with a no on the the art part of it. You would you think it's more important for art to exist? Than people to be fed and get medical. I don't treatment. think it's. I don't think it's a black and white. I don't think it's a when a yes no. Well, you no. came down with a black and white answer. You came out with a no, which isn't a I maybe. I can say. I just don't think. I don't. I disagree. So you're with coming you down art. with a gray. I'm coming down with a gray. Okay, yeah. well that's different than a I'm no. I'm coming down with a gray. All right. So you've come down with a maybe. I'm coming down. No, no. I don't think it's maybe. I don't think art should be destroyed. To uh... well, then you've come down with a black and white. You've come <laughs> down with a no. But I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's. A, if we have art, we you can't, can't say have it's this. not black and white and then a go. But I'm a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I don't think we can have. We, I don't think we can't have this and have art, or vice versa. Again, there's many factors you're throwing in here that I don't think are true, which is you're saying, like, if this art gets sold, it will never be seen again. It's going to yeah, go yeah. in a pit, or it's going <laughs> in the machine, yeah. or it's going to be fed to a dog, or someone's going to fuck on it until it's, like, torn <gasps> apart. I hope not. I'm going to cut a hole in the Mona Lisa's mouth and just yeah. go well, to the Mona town. Lisa doesn't belong to the church. Okay. It's in the Louvre. Who owns the Mona Lisa? I would assume the Louvre owns the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I make a lot of assumptions here. <laughs> we really are. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yes, there are collections in museums that are owned by people, and they 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 donate them or they they're stored in museums right. and stuff like Let's that. Let's just say they're and all going to go to Steve Martin. He's going to buy them all. God damn, Steve he's Martin! He's got the money. I'm so sick of that guy. All right, he's made the Pink Panther movies. He's made us <laughs> dosh. No, I I'll say it like this: I agree with you that churches should Thank have you. a lot of well, money. Let's wrap it up there then. And personally, I think most churches should not churches, but I think mo- I think. Uh, church organizations that are like huge behemoths that aren't like stream that aren't efficiently run, you know, for the benefit of the people that go there or for people who need help, you know, that I don't, I don't like that myself. Okay. But at the same time, so yeah, so like cl- a clear that stuff. But I don't think that cathedrals should be destroyed. No, not destroyed. No, no. Okay, sold off. Then sold off. Okay. But I don't know everything, who's buying this everything stuff. Everything is just like this is the thing. Everything but who's buying it? To What's like, your f- you're gonna set it on fire? Well, no, no, no. Okay, 
Say okay. Let's pretend. I'm pretend, saying pretend the I'm churches a church. would still exist. Let's go with the church. Pretend that I'm a church, and I'm going to sell right. off my land that the cathedral's on. Again, I just said that we wouldn't sell the land. Okay. for the, the church. I just don't know where this money is. Then, so they're going to sell their companies that they own. They're going to yes. sell the companies let's they own. Let's go okay. with that. All right, that's fine. Yeah, get rid of those companies. Okay, then we're agreeing. That's fine. <laughs> this is the thing. Most of the arguments that like... we have come down to us agreeing <laughs> at the very end. I just don't. Well, it just seems I just I don't want art to not destroyed. I just don't want to see art taken out of where it is. Okay. I think it's great that you can go to the cathedral in in, in Cologne and see like the statues and the paintings in it and things like that. I've never been there myself, but I think it's wonderful that people can. Go there and step inside for very little money. I, you know, he's probably. I think it cost money to go into Notre Dame. I can't remember now. I visited it. I was looking like visited a, twice. Was kicked out once. Who, 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 uh, who do you think is the biggest landowner in the in the world? Person who is the biggest landowner. Person. Yes. Are you going to say the Pope? Nope. Nope. Taking that out of there. Nope. Okay. The biggest land order in the world with uh, 6.6 billion acres of land is what they own. Number two, King Abdullah. Okay. Number two is King Abdullah. So okay. number one is... I have no idea. Who is it? Uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. Yeah. How many acres of land? 6.6 billion. Acres of land. Yes. Is that in Scotland? Because there's a lot of empty land there in Scotland. Mm. But King Abdullah uh, only has uh, six, uh, sorry, 547 million. That's all? Yeah. 12% of the lands owned Jeez. by uh, Queen Elizabeth. I wonder how that's... How that, hmm. Does she consider to own Canada? Would that be part of this count, or is it just just her like castle? These are excellent questions that should be followed up in future episodes. <laughs> number this fifteen palaces. Ted Turner. So number fifteen. Oh, how much uh, land has he owned? Uh, uh, acreage uh, totaling two million. Huh. Two million uh, in. You can land. see that. You got some sheiks. Then you got uh, some other people. You got uh, some people from Swaziland. I mean, a lot of kings. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh boy, you got to be a king to own a lot of this land. I'm just looking for like a regular dude at this point. <laughs> nope. Then yep. Oh yeah, she's uh, she's got a lot of land. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Six point six billion acres of land worldwide, including uh, Great Britain, Northern Ireland, Canada, Australia, and a few other spots here and there. Also, huh? let's not forget the Falkland Islands. Still got them. So she owns yeah. Canada. Yep. That's considered part of her yeah. property. Yep. Hmm. So she could kick you out if you're too loud. Yeah. And by like, the way, if anything can kick breaks, me out anyway, you give her a call because yeah. she is your landlady. And yes. she has to come over with like a wrench. <laughs> she has to fix some shit. She could, though. Oh, she could. That is the problem. She's very good. She worked in the motor pool. We are told that over and over again. She does. Um, so uh, speaking of questions of the week, yes, uh, we asked questions last week and we had a response from our friend Louise. And I feel that we owe her uh, 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 the, the floor yeah. here where I can like talk about her responses. Are you down with that? Sure. Okay. Otherwise, I could just destroy some art in front of you <laughs> and burn a church to the ground. You can uh, hear you can hear my conservatism come out so much when we talk about stuff like this. While the defending whole, art, which well, is the whole idea too, of change is is so difficult for me. So the idea of like like removing things from one place and putting them somewhere else, it's, mm. it's really it gets gets to me. Which is why you've lived in the same place for many years. Well, that, and I couldn't if I moved, it would be an impossible task. Yeah, and technically, your chicken is your landlord. <laughs> After the queen. That's right. That's how it goes. Uh, chicken. She's, she's called queenie. Queen. Yeah. She's oh, called that queenie. is queenie. That is ironic. Uh, <laughs> what is the hardest thing to draw, we asked last week. Mm. And our friend uh, Luis, who is a very talented artist, said, it's hard for me to draw men's faces. I don't use references. And they end up looking like Orlando Bloom. I think she said, Bloom. if I don't use references. If I don't use references, yeah. they end up looking like Orlando Bloom mm -hmm. as Legolas. Yes. 
Yeah, fair enough. He's a very handsome man. Why not? What else did she say? She also uh, gave you a compliment. So is this where you're going? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, first of all, we're going to get to your compliment in a second. Yeah. Uh, but we asked what movie you would like to see a sequel to. Yes. And she said, I'd like to see a sequel to Eighth Grade called First Year. Mm. I'd be curious to see how the lead is coping with the highs and lows of her own freshman year of college. In my first year, I came down with mono without the benefit of having been kissed. Aww. Aww. Lisa, uh, too. Which, uh, in junior high. I, I came down with mono and uh, I had been kissed. Um, <laughs> what was your worst memory of your first year of college? Oh, that's a question back. So we may throw that out open. But let's, uh, I would say, yeah, I would see a sequel to eighth grade, even though it was such a tough movie to watch. Okay. Like it was so tense. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, so well done. That's um, a really good movie. Do you have a worst memory of your first year of college? Oh, yeah. I'd say for me, it was not getting cast in a play. Oh, really? I went to a Let's hear the school. story. Let's hear the story. Oh, I auditioned and yeah. I didn't get cast. And that's the whole story. Oh, and they was, wanted me to work you... um, doing stagecraft okay. instead. Yeah. And I hate stagecraft. So that's basically like stage crew, right? No, it would be like building sets and stage what crew. have Well, I consider stage crew, I suppose, like... Oh, the behind-the-scenes stuff? Behind that's the scenes Okay, stuff, yeah. okay. So uh, I, I, I really dislike mm. that and I didn't this want... This explains why you hate art so much. <laughs> sure, there you are. <laughs> um, so I... So I, I, I didn't do that class and i came back mm. for an extra semester at the very end and i ended up getting cast as the hostage in the play the hostage oh so uh, leading role not necessarily there was a lot of uh, it was a group thing but i was the hostage in the play the yeah hostage. you had the title role i had the title role yeah. which is not necessarily the leading, leading role. role leading role <sighs> okay um so so yeah what was your worst memory of your uh, first uh, year in college the worst thing that happened to me in college and this is going to sound maybe strange but um my was my very first essay i wrote in school so just so people know i excelled in english class in high school i know listening to me talk it's hard to tell that i excelled in english right because you speak in french i speak in part. french and most of the time translate, <laughs> translate the uh, this into which that's is right. why it sounds sometimes awkward. that's right and that's why my argument about art just didn't work very well uh, it was great in French. And why you keep going at the end of it. <laughs> I guarantee. Uh, so, so yeah, I aced, easily aced English all the way through Done. high school, junior and senior high school. And so when I got to college, I took my, I took my, that feeling, you know, that it's going to be. And so I remember when I wrote my first essay and I went to the, the teacher's office to pick it up, which we were instructed to do. And I got there and he said, he said to me, was this your first essay you wrote for college? And I said, yeah. He goes, good job. I was like, oh, yeah. Took it from him, walked outside, opened it up, C minus. I was just like, I can't tell you how like my heart just like fell. Wow. I was so devastated because I had never got anything less than an A, ever, ever. And I'm telling you the stuff I wrote the night before. Are you still getting a little chill from it, thinking about it? Yeah, it makes yeah. me sick. I was so upset. In fact, I couldn't do the other essay for that class. Mm-hmm. Which I still I still did quite well in because I just aced all the tests, but I just couldn't bring myself to do the the, the second essay in that class because I was just so just so like wounded by that stupid mark. It was so devastating to me. Oh, I can't even describe it. Did the grades pull up uh, over time? Oh yeah, like I say, I got like I just I did fine in that class, but it, just because I all didn't the know tests how to write that, that uh, in that style. Well, the problem for me, and I learned this pretty quickly after this, was that the whole th- uh, what do they call it? The the one three one or whatever okay. style essay where you have an introduction, yeah. three three paragraphs, yeah. and then you do your conclusion. 
fuck it. No teacher wants to read that in, in, in college. Like it's just garbage. As soon as you get to college, forget about that, what you learned there. This is advice to people out there. You young kids, you kids out there, as Don Cherry would say. Um, when you get to college, you need to make it more conversational, less structured. That's what teachers like. Mm-hmm. And I found, because what I would do is I would do kind of a, sort of an introduction. We'll kind of set up what I was going to talk about. Do my, do my paragraphs, do, you know, but just related to, to what I was talking about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily do three paragraphs, you know, of, of ideas. Just one or two is fine. Or just explore them and, and explore one idea in three paragraphs. And when I got to my conclusion, I would always ask another question there and I wouldn't answer it. I would just kind of leave it hanging. I'd just say, this brings up an interesting point. What if da 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 da? Or it brings up a question about such and such. You know, why did da da da? And I would always do that. And teachers love that for some reason. Yeah. That you're still thinking about it, you know? And so, yeah, I just, once I got that kind of under, in fact, I wrote an essay that the teacher asked if they could photocopy it mm. and keep it because I liked it so much. I said, oh, yeah, sure, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. And I wrote that one the day it was due. <laughs> I would, had class. Yeah. I left class. I got on the bus and I was like, oh man, I gotta write this essay. What am I gonna do? So I had two stories I had to like compare basically. So I just wrote it like a line down the piece of paper and I just went back and forth with, with what, I, you know, these two kind of contrasting things. And then I had got out, uh, because it was about existentialism, I had got out this, I had checked out the library, The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus, because we had done The Stranger as part of the readings. And the, that was my, or The Outsider, or no, was it called The Outsider? The Stranger. Okay. The Etranger, the, the, the novel by Albert, Albert Camus. So I got the myth of Sisyphus and I hadn't intended to read it, but I didn't. I, I didn't at all. I did no work on this essay, obviously. And so I just cracked it. I started reading like the introduction. I found this perfect paragraph that exactly summed up what I needed. So great. <laughs> so I just took that, wrote this essay really quick, went to my mom's work, typed it up, drove to school, dropped it off at midnight. And then I, uh, I really impressed the teacher with it. Oh, that's so that great. Was, that was great. Yeah, but it was uh, that first one. I go, oh my gosh, I can't well, even explain how. I, want I just feel like crawling on the ground. I want to make uh, our sub question: uh, what your what if you have a college memory that's like, uh, oh, one of those? Because that's that's a good one for that. Like a good memory or a bad memory? I'll take either. Okay, I will take. I will. I will take okay. either. When you're saying that, it would have reminded me of of was one of the first times I did stand up at a professional night. Okay, and. Um, you know, I'd be fine. I I I do like same when I did improv actually, where uh, you know, you're doing your amateur nights. They're like, oh, they're nervous, and you're oh, gotta laugh, oh, gotta laugh, and they get really quite good at it. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm kind of the king of king of open mic night, king of amateur night. I'm a I'm a big shot, and then you get like the oh, why don't you come and do like a regular night? And you go, you do the regular night, and it's just like all of a sudden, all the weights you're given are like up to by like five times. Yeah, like, Jesus, and and. And you bomb. You're doing the same stuff you've always done. Mm. But it's just like, nope. The audience, and it's like, wait a second. It's usually the same room. Yeah. It's the same seats. It's the same venue. It's the same everything. Yeah. But everything now is just insanely hard. Okay. And it just it reminds me a lot of like what people went through in college, where you mm. go like you're the Mr. Hot Shit near high school, and then you <laughs> yes. go to like university, yeah. and there you go. Or when people go to Los Angeles after you know being you know you're the oh the best writer, the best this, the best that, and yeah. now hey, why don't you come where everyone's doing this? Ooh boy. Yeah. Oh, the heavy lifting just begins. Yeah, I just want to point out to everyone that I did well in in some classes in school, not all classes in school. In fact, at at uh, senior high school, I purposefully uh, went on in a stream that would get me out of school without doing sciences. 
Oh, okay. And that's why I did it. That's I, why you don't believe in science. I don't believe in science? Yep. Okay. It's just mad science. <laughs> just mad. I don't believe in mad scientists. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, what did, what did, like, basically art. and went into an art, art stream. And that got me out of doing math and science. And I said, oh, yeah. I still, I still would like to do math. I like, I like the idea of math, and I would like to get into that at some mm-hmm. point. It just feels like it's a good place to put your head, and it's good to, it's, it's good to change things up. Yeah. My math mind didn't mature until I was uh, in my 20s. Okay. Like, I could not, for the life of me, do math. And do then you I think that's on better. you, or do you think that's on your teachers? I don't or think a combination? It, I, think it's on, I think it's on my brain. My brain did not mature to do math, you know? Like, okay. it takes a while. Like, when you're in school... It takes a while for you to uh, not only, it's not just that it takes you a while to understand concepts, it takes a while for your brain to be able to process concepts, Mm -hmm. you know. Like when you get out of the womb, you don't start reading. It takes a while for your brain to figure out how these things work. But you're read to most nights, I Mm -hmm. would assume. And so you learn learn that, whereas you're probably not... You're not taught math, yeah. Every yeah. every night. I remember I, like being a kid and being like, I think it was like five, and asking my dad how times tables work. Yeah. And he was like, it's too hard. Oh, and I would get, I would get not, a bit of that. Like he good. even said, he said that about bridge, and I've mm. never known how to play bridge because yeah. I just assume, even now as a grown man, yeah. Yeah. like, well, it's clearly too hard for me. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's, it, yeah. all these people in the world know how to play bridge. I probably would be able to play bridge, but it's like, nope, clearly too hard. Yeah. Can't do it. What I know is that I read my H.T. Webster. It just causes a lot of fa- fighting between couples. That's, that's what I learned. That's true. Yeah. You played no trump. You trumped my bridge. That's right. You, <laughs> you trumped my bridgel ship. <laughs> I think that's generally how that works. Um, no, well, you know, I, and I didn't, like, I didn't, I worked really hard in school. Like, I was, I worked as hard as I wanted to in school. I should say that. That's probably a better word. Because my, what my mom got every time she went to, see my teachers was David could do better which was true I could have done better I just I did what I needed to do to get through classes and oh when you hear a crow take a drink um but with math I would study really hard like I would try so hard try so hard to get to I'd study for the test I'd try and learn everything for it I always got a C minus I could never get past that point and it was really and so after a while I started to like check out because it would just seem like I was putting all this effort into it and I was getting no returns and I just stopped caring about math Hmm. And it might have just been the way that was taught to me. That's possibility. Yeah. One thing that I found really frustrating was the last two questions in the textbook. That motherfucking trick. I do not get it. Like, why you get like you know a bunch of rote questions. Yeah. And you're like, got it. This is good. Doing so well. And then you get down to the last couple, and it's just like they twist it in some way, and you're supposed to figure it out. And mm. I couldn't. And just be like, I don't get it. What is the point of this? Why are you tricking me at the end of this thing? With this frustrating garbage that I don't get, and now I don't feel confident in what I, what I learned. It's dumb. That's my dumb. I'm gonna pound my fist in the You're table. You're angering the crows, Dave. I really am. Stuff. Those those are math crows outside. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off, They're math crows. They're very smart. I'm gonna go throw They're something very, at them. Very very smart. I swore in a lot in the show. I it don't was, know why. I it, was, it was odd whenever I was in school and they would give us a trick question or something. And yeah. I'd always think, like, are we enemies? Why are we doing this? Why are you giving me a trick <laughs> question? Why are you trying to con me? Yeah. I thought we had, like, a relationship mm-hmm. here where we're just trying to, like, you know, you're trying to, like, uh, teach me things. Yeah. It's like, don't trust anyone is what you're trying to teach me. And I, f- I feel like those questions... With a stick or something. Yeah, I feel like those questions were a treat for the for the kids who were math smart, which I wasn't. I wasn't math smart. I was I was English language smart. I was social studies I just, smart. I just feel you know? like there's a way of, uh, you know, reaching you and they... The school didn't have a way of doing that, and and they don't have the time to. Well, there's, there's so many so many kids, 
And if you're yep. succeeding in other areas, you know, should they be like taking the time and focusing? I mean, it's true. I I was you know I was a gifted learner, and that has its own problems for the learner and for the for the people trying to teach a gifted right. learner. And so that um, and gifted learner is just like it's a weird thing because it makes it sound like it's special. It's not special. It's just a different way of learning. Yeah, it's a different way. Yeah. And and at that time, schools didn't have like different ways of teaching. <laughs> they had one way of teaching, and if you didn't fit into that mold, you were in big trouble. And so, yeah, that was d- difficult for me. I did well in cl- I did well in classes where it was um, self directed, mm-hmm. and I did well in classes where uh, I just it was easy for me, like English or socials. I could do that without even thinking about it, and I did. Yeah, I did best in things where I could just go off on my own and like do things on my own time mm-hmm. and what have you. I did a, I, I did a um, an elementary school uh, thing with uh, Nina uh, the other day. Yeah, where uh, we went, and we talked to some kids, and uh, it was it was again, it was one of these things where. Um, where it's like uh, you're gonna go and talk about sparks, and like, oh, that's great. Okay, so be some questions or whatever. And so we went, and so it was like, uh, you've got an hour. Here's a room full of kids. Okay, talk, huh? Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. What's, what? What do you mean? Just talk? Yeah, that's weird. Like, I don't have a structure for this or anything. I just assume there'd be. Uh, why do I always assume there'll be someone leading? Yeah, the, no. through this or whatever. It's, it's a rest time for Direct, the teacher. Yeah, just, yeah. That's basically it. Just like ah, so <laughs> do your thing. And whenever I read up on what other people do, normally there's like, well, you've got a video presentation or a yeah. PowerPoint yeah. or something to lead the kids through, and mm-hmm. instead it's just me and Nina just going so. <laughs> How many people, and again, it's like, oh, they're all, they all uh, love really this, love, love the, the book. book. Yeah. Like, how many people have read the book? Three hands. Okay. So, nah, I'm sure more more than that, but <laughs> here we go. Luckily, Nina can draw a really nice pictures. So, mm. you know, that would always be fascinating where she'd draw a picture of Bart Simpson or something. And, yeah. And they, and the kids would be, ooh. And then we're just, we, we did a thing where, uh, she was saying how cats can all be all these crazy shapes. So we just drew some some wild uh, forms, and then she would make cats out of them, and mm. then she forced me to do it, and that was fun as well. Yeah. And yeah. then they asked a bunch of questions. It actually was really it was fun in the end, and she she had some free comics of Sparks to give away, like the free comic book day comics. Okay. Okay. So that was also good. But then afterwards, we went to a specific class where kids were working on their own comic books as well as other art projects, and it was fun just kind of going around and uh, trying to help them with stories they were developing okay. comic stories they were developing oh, so it's about so, stories yeah it was it was fun so you know you, they'd be doing a character and ask like where's where's this going or who do mm-hmm. they go up against like i don't know it's like okay well often uh you know they will go up against someone who's their opposite or someone that they had a similar origin with or they could have been a friend with and uh, and then something diverged because they took different paths and uh and yeah we just kind of break it down with them and story structure and and often you'd be also getting through the shyness yeah, yeah, it's weird having two towering adults talking to you. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was really, it was really quite, uh, quite fun. I often feel was, that way too. Yeah, do you find that? Uh, yeah, towering adults, adults was really <laughs> makes me nervous for sure. Me too. Now that I'm thinking about it, freaking adults. No, it sounds like it sound. I saw I saw quite a few of the the notes that were sent to you by the kids. Afterwards. We had some very nice notes sent to us nice, afterwards. Yeah. Uh, they're mostly things like you guys should do this better. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I didn't actually look at. I just heard you got notes. I, yeah, I got one that was like, "Don't you have deadlines?" I'm like, "Where's that from?" She's <laughs> right. I do have to finish a deadline. <laughs> Serious deadline. That's right. Yeah, they're called Tic Tacs. What? Oh, I guess my breath wasn't the best. I did have some of that free coffee in the teacher's lounge. Point, point taken. And then, like always, when you're mm. trying to get, because it was in Richmond, and uh, if you try to get out of Richmond, good luck. 
Oh yeah. Oh, good luck. It's you know what? It's I, a one way. It's a one yeah, way situation. It's going a weird. Uh, I can confidently drive anywhere in the Lower Mainland except for Richmond. Richmond. There's no landmarks. It, it, speaking of Twilight Zone, that yeah. is our Twilight Zone. There's no. There's no sense. Of, there's no sense nope. of landmarks. I've gotten a they little a better. Field in the back that I swear just went on for infinity. Mm, like yeah. it was just like, well, that's forever. And and we complimented them, and and I think they said, yeah, there's another field behind that one. What? Yeah. Yeah, and all I could see when I saw that field was like, oh, when you're bad, you got to run around this field. So that is not good. That is not good. <laughs> I don't good. think they did that in elementary school. Oh, yeah, we did in our elementary school. Oh, sure. yeah, don't, they don't do that anymore. It was like Can't do four that. laps around uh, the whole school yeah. and you have to run it. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. Can't make kids run? Not, not outside by themselves like we did. Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, then I prefer school now. <laughs> and also, apparently, they have people come and, like, you can make your own comic books, too, yeah. which is pretty great. Yeah, that's great. We did not have that. I made my own comic books, but that was just completely on my own. Yeah, I didn't make comic books at all. I did uh, strips, as if I, because I knew newspaper comics more than I knew comic books. So there. Yeah. Here's an interesting fact. Okay. For you. A little bit of news, a tidbit of information. Did you all know? Right. Did you hear about Instagram? What they, about it? They're getting rid of their likes. They're getting rid of the like function. What are they going to replace it with? Nothing. How will they know how many people looked at it? You won't. Will they still have comments? Yes. Well, then you'll know that way. Yeah. But yeah, they're taking, I thought it was interesting because they're trying to get rid of this kind of addictive element of social media where likes have become so important to people and uh, how you measure yourself, how you measure your mm. worth through your likes and things. So it's an it's experiment. I think they're doing it in Canada. I don't know if they're okay. doing it elsewhere. Well, as someone who often gets a lot, of, we get the most likes, me and Pia, on Instagram. Okay. So... What am I going to do? Yeah, where's your worth is <sighs> your self-worth is so nuts. <laughs> well, in a way, it's going to either yes, people are just going to look at your stuff and I guess that's gratifying or you're going to get more oh, comments. Know, or you're going to get more comments. You're going to assume that they're looking at your stuff. Yeah, I know and the yeah. comments are never a good thing. You're just encouraging more comments, which just seems to be like Hey, just get rid of the comments. That's mm, the thing. Mm. Just keep the likes and ditch the comments. Yeah. See. I mean, that's something I did like about Facebook was they never had a thing for I don't care for this. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, but now they do. Now they can have like a, a an angry face or what. But that's more of a reaction to what happened to you, not just a reaction to what you said. True. But it was, you know, but it could be a statement of you know something you say that you believe in, and then someone puts an angry face, and you're just like, oh, this thing that I care about, you're mad about. Oh, I've never seen that. I guess I've never done that, but you I could. I don't. Yeah. There's 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 options for it. Sure. So you know, it used to be just like we've only got one choice, and yeah, that is to give it, it a thumbs up or yeah. don't. You know, that's fine, or walk mm -hmm. away. And it seemed to be a smart way of making uh, uh, Facebook less uh, er. Than, yeah. Um, no, I think it. I was talking to someone about it work today, and that was my feeling was, well, let's, they've taken away the easy way to say that you liked what someone did. So if I like a picture, I just go heart. Now you can't go heart anymore. You can't go like anymore. Uh, so it's a different. But I guess they're worried about people who, you know, it does have a a drug element to it where your brain it changes your brain chemistry sure getting likes and, and things on online and it doesn't affect us so much because we haven't grown up we're not screen kids the way that there are nowadays and apparently it's, and it, it's it not can be addictive it's not a permanent thing okay it's we'll a see it's how it a goes. there it's a yes, let's see how it goes sort of like thing. to like you baby maybe facebook will realize that this is really affecting uh, how much people? How many people are on Instagram, and it's lowering their their revenue, and they'll go. You know what? Those legs were great. I'm, yeah, and then uh, then the Catholic Church will just buy Facebook, just sweep in and uh, get it when it's like low enough okay. in price. They can sell it off and feed the poor. Yep. Hey, I think we got something there. <laughs> Anything more to say, my friend? Um, everyone should watch the OA.
All right, there we go. So, what are our questions? Let's 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 wrap up with our questions. questions are: are. Uh, Should churches uh, have uh, large profits, or should they uh, spend it on the poor? And also, uh, what's uh, hey, what's a good college memory you have, or a bad college memory you have? Yep. Okay. And my wife is on the stairs. Is there something? Two questions, everyone. Nope. Very good. And so we are ending the show now, everyone. How will they reach us? If you'd like to comment on either of these questions, should the church give away its money? Uh, or what was the other one? What was it? Oh, the other one was college. what? What was the best and or worst thing that happened to you at college? And if you didn't go to college, just around the time that you were in, sure, or, around that yeah, age, yeah, that's a good. We're not being snobs about whether you went to college or not. Yeah. I'm a college uh, dropout. That's right. Maybe you went to art school. Ugh. <laughs> Maybe you went to medical college. Yay! One of those things. Let us know, and you can do the. Do that, do that, you can do that and that the following ways. You can write to us on our website, which is sneakydragon.com. We have a comment section directly beneath this show you're listening to, and you are welcome to write to us. We really do appreciate it. You can also uh, send us emails. We like those a lot at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We are also available on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. You can like us there and send those endorphins or whatever racing through our brains as we cocaine addict like enjoy we snort your, them up. yes, we snort up those lakes. We're also on Twitter. You can go there and troll us all you'd like at sneaky underscore dragon. And that's about it. There you go, everyone. Or also on Patreon. You can go there and uh, support the show if you like it. Show us how much you like it. <laughs> or just come up to us in person and say hi at, uh, say, VanCaf or some sort of thing sure. in the near future. Sure. Or just on the street. And bring your art so I can destroy it. Bye. <laughs> Anytime I want to start, I shall.